To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kirk, episode 122. We back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On all your popular platforms, you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Coach Defense, alongside Coach Kurt. We are the mistress of the airways. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Bringing you the podcast that keeps the water coders pumping and the barbershop jumping with the hot takes and NBA fast breaks. We are the Misfits of Airways live and direct. Coach Kurt, how you doing out there? Good brother. Hey, man. I'm excited, ready to get going. Uh, after one week off, we're refreshed, we restarted, and we're ready to re-engage. So I'm feeling good. How you feeling over there, sir? I'm great. I'm great, man. I, I'm just curious whether or not we should preface this show by telling people typically when we take a week or more off, it, it, it gets kind of crazy. It does. It does. It does. It does. But in a good way. In a good way. We're not saying, yeah. we're not saying tell you we're just going to be completely off the rails like we've been drinking. But, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's definitely one for the ages typically is, I guess, what yeah. I'm driving at, right? Yeah. So we uh, fell yeah. off our rocker, so you don't have to worry about uh FCC. Don't have to worry about that all of a sudden. We about to go full AB. Don't go full AB. You're right. That's a new one. That's, that, yeah, just <laughs> don't go full AB. <laughs> if, you, if you ever watch Tropic Thunder, you, you, get, you get what the reference is, is coming from. You get it. Yeah. You get yeah, it. Never go, go full AB. AB. Never go yes, full AB. Yes. Yes. I yes. Totally don't agree. ever go full AB. Never go full AB. So, yeah. yeah. So, we're here, man. We're back in the building, man. Glad to be back in the house, man. We're definitely doing some uh, uh, reflecting while we've been off the airways, right? You know, there's a lot of news been rocking, a lot of news been rolling. And, uh, you know, we got a ton of NBA news coming up. The NBA season is here. We have preseason games on the docket now. We, we, gear, we gear it up the next two weeks in training camp, getting ready for the NBA season at the end of the month. Yep. That's on the docket. We got a lot of NFL news. I mean, it's a lot of NFL yes, news. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the second we got called Did You Miss Me? Yeah, <laughs> Did You Miss Me? Anybody that watched me. Martin will right. know that reference and where it's coming from. Little Varnell uh, Hill action. Yeah, little, little Varnell Hill. The Varnell Hill show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm looking forward to that. I've been, I've been waiting with bated breath to kind of break this news. So I want, I, we're going we to get to that. We're going to get to that. But as always, we're going to start. We're going to start with the NBA. We're going to get into uh, a, a topic that we actually want to discuss last week. We want to talk about this Dame Little trade fallout. Uh, yep. Definitely, uh, was going to talk about that. Ed, what's happening there, good brother? How you doing? What's going on there? So yeah, we want to talk about the Dame Little talk. We want to talk about the trade that that, that basically uh, affected three franchises, maybe four, if you if you if you count the uh, if you count the Suns in this particular, uh, uh, I guess you could say trade or yep. what or what have you, or the fallout from the trade. And yep. um, then we're going to get into the Western Conference. We're going to talk about what the Western Conference as a whole and talk about what we should expect going mm-hmm. forward, especially now that two teams in this uh, conversation in trade uh, have been affected and their roster's different. So um, yeah. Yeah. so first and foremost, we're going to talk about Dame Lillard. Yeah. Uh, Big course, shout out to Ed in the building. Uh, he said, Kurt, what, what's happening? What's happening, yeah. Ed? Yeah, Ed, Ed is our, as our, one of our uh, regulars in the Wild West podcast. He came yeah. over today to show some love. We appreciate that, as always. Yeah. Definitely yeah. appreciate that. So, yeah, Dame Lillard, man, he got traded, finally. 
finally. And it's funny, finally. you know, if you harken back two weeks ago when we talked about this on our last show, we was hoping and wishing that this news got broken. Of course, it broke right before the show, and we couldn't right. we end up not having it. So, yeah, we're we gonna, we gonna break it. We're gonna break it down anyway. We got to do. We got to mm-hmm. talk about it. So, uh, Dame Lillard gets traded in a three way trade between the Suns, the Blazers, and the Bucks. Ironically, yeah. uh, he goes over to the Bucks. Um, and I'll get into the details of exactly what uh, you know what the trade uh, all. I guess you should say how it all laid out because it's it's complicated. It was definitely complicated because mm-hmm. it started off with Drew Holiday going over to uh to the um to the Blazers, but they end up trading him away. So it, mm-hmm. it's it's really complicated. So I, I guess you can say from what would just tweet, you say Lillard got traded in a three team deal with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tiami Kamaria, Kamaria, uh 2029 up on mid level first, an unprotected mid level swap in 2028 and 2030 with the Blazers. Felix mm-hmm. Lanz, Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then they say they immediately won't gauge interest about moving Holiday because they didn't plan on keeping a veteran guard in house because they got their guards already who they drafted in the last couple right. of drafts. So, you know, to not get too deep into the weeds yet, let's talk about Dame Little especially. Like, what, what was your ex- immediate reaction when you saw this trade and how it went down? Well, my immediate re- reaction was, damn, we called it. Uh, that was my immediate reaction. Yeah, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. We definitely <laughs> called it. Yeah, if anybody goes back as we was wrapping up, one of the last trade uh, possibilities that we talked about was Dame going to Milwaukee, and then we discussed who would be the person, and you politely said it would be Drew Holiday. And lo and behold, we get breaking news on ESPN, red ticker, white letters, Dame Letters been traded. So mm-hmm. immediately was finally, right? Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, like, it's like waking up at grandmama's house on Thanksgiving and you sleeping over and she finally tells you food's ready. You can smell mm-hmm. it. Yep. You can see it. You walk past the kitchen. You know it's cooking. You know the gr- great stuff is happening. But until she says dinner's ready, you can't go into the kitchen. And so when we finally saw it break, I was like, wow, we, you know, everybody's getting ready to eat now. Uh, but then once it got uh, unveiled and I was able to see the team, I became excited uh, because when looking, when I compare Drew to Dane, Drew's been a, a, a key piece. We know he's a great two-way defender, but firepower wise, I just I put Dane ahead of the curve. And as we discussed with Giannis and going all in and doing the things required for him to feel comfortable to possibly sign that extension and him letting the team know that he didn't know if he didn't see the key pieces being made and the all in belief of the team. I think this was the all in uh, key piece. Right. And so. uh we talked about Miami in the situation, but looking at the trade overall, man, look, I I, I, I want to talk about that with you. But I was excited because, again, Dame gave his blood, sweat, tears, time till to Portland. And we saw the handwriting that they wanted to go younger. They basically brought in a very similar guard, uh, but much, much younger who played in the G League. And, and tore that up. And so you could see that it was only a matter of time 
And with that happening, I am really, really, really excited. Uh, as NBA seems to say, like, hold on, NFL, we're going to do some things to keep the eye on us. I am really excited to see how Giannis and Dane play together, how they mesh. And now you have a backcourt and frontcourt of two tremendous basketball players that give you their all each and every night. So I'm really interested to see how Giannis plays with a quote unquote, another superstar. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, I, I listen, we talked about this at length a couple of weeks ago. I said that the Bucks were my team, my number one team, and my team that should, in my opinion, represent the East before this. Like I right. said that before they made the trade. So you mean to tell me you want to add Dame Lillard? That's just going to further strengthen my argument. So yeah. I, I, I truly believe that it is really up to them to get it together, mesh early, and uh, and play basketball because – what shocked me about this whole situation for sure is the fact that what they gave up or or lack thereof. Like, you right. know, because you you heard about how Miami and uh Portland were at a, at odds because Portland wanted yeah. more, right? And so I was still. Thinking, yeah, I was thinking that they were going to ask for the farm, you know, and since yep. they're trading him to Milwaukee, right? They want wanted Middleton and Holiday and a bunch of picks and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't want they no, no, they didn't. No. Ironically, I guess in being able to facilitate that three-team deal, they got they got what they wanted vicariously, you know, in yeah. a sense. So they could still make a move for Drew. And um, right. and ultimately, truly, what they got back, I mean, is is really not a bad haul if you look at it. And we'll no, get into the overall. we'll get into the exact you know details of what they got back in the totality, right? But that Portland mm-hmm. did well for themselves. Now we we all, we've we've openly criticized them and said that they no matter what they do with what they get, they they could probably squander it, right? We've history yeah. tells us that this may not end well, but at least I can I can sleep at night comfortably saying that they did well for themselves in the trade. Like I give them a lot of credit because I yeah. thought they was going to just basically be faced with the idea of taking Tyler Hero, a bunch of first rounders. And moving him to Miami, right? They really were mm-hmm. at uh, at, a, at a standstill, right? When nobody else was going to get in bed with him because he wanted to go to Miami. But yeah. you know, we ended up with him going to the Bucks, and like you said, we kind of broached that topic and threw it a little nugget out there before the uh, show ended on on two Tuesdays ago. And boom, mm-hmm. lo and behold, it happened. Were they listening? Were they not? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but, but all I can say is we've never seen us and Batman. In the same place at the same time. Just saying. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, again, I'm loving this trade. I really, I'm loving the groove. I really am loving the groove. I'm thinking that yeah. this is going to be a match made in heaven. And I yeah. I just hope that, because, I mean, I looked at, you know, and I'm going to get into the roster in a second about how the things break down after the trade has happened, right? It, it, I'm just hoping it isn't too late for them to really maximize this 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 pairing, right? Because Dave yeah. is 33. Like, he's not a spring mm-hmm. chicken, you know, as we... He, he spent a lot of years in Portland, like a lot of yeah. prime years in Portland. Like, and I argued yeah. this for the last three years, we us doing this podcast, right? That he was he was should have asked for out long before now. True. Like, I think he, I think when he crested twenty nine thirty, he should have probably deal with Bradley Bill. Did like, look, I'm not getting no younger. I'm starting, to, you know, cresting to my another decade of life. So I need to I need to go ahead and and make some make some uh moves to, to kind of set myself up for. You know the future and my legacy to be submitted as a great, you know, one of all time great player. And I can't do mm-hmm. that here if you're not gonna support me, you know. Right. So I just think they waited a little too well. In, in Bill's case, maybe not so much, but in Dame's case, I think he waited too longer than he should have. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you look at it like this, I think you'll get two good years out of this. I really think you'll get yeah. two good years two. out of this. And yep, they, they again, he's gonna be 35. It. I mean, so he's not gonna be the same player he is now that he is, you know, is then he's gonna be now, right? So, you know, he's always going to be a healthy and good shooter, but 
you know, yeah. the, the athleticism is going to start to wane. I mean, you're just father time, and we're just going to let's not act like that's not a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So father time's undefeated. Absolutely. So I think that that's going to be the only thing that you know the fact that we probably get two good years out of this, and I hope they can maximize this and really you know get to the finals, you know, multiple occasions, and mm-hmm. uh, and really truly you know see what the team really can do because you know that's mm-hmm. my that leads to my, my next point about. You know what? You know, or we I forget about talking about the Drew Holiday deal. They lost Drew Holiday and Drew Holiday going to the Celtics. But you know, I'm gonna skip over this a second and come back to this. But just looking at the roster itself, like looking at what they have, they have mm-hmm. Lee Beasley, Giannis, Pat Connaughton. They kept Pat Connaughton. They got Goran Dragic. They got Miles Leonard. They got Dame. They got Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez. Bobby Portis. Mm-hmm. That's a formidable roster, and that's that is that's a multifaceted roster as well. Yeah. So yep. you have to you have to give the give the credit for Milwaukee for like I said, not giving up too much, but giving them just yep. enough where they can really keep the core together and only have to swap point guards. Basically, that's basically what it boiled down to. I swap yep. point guards, and and that's all I had to do to make this make this work. And again, they got they got size, they got shooting, they got depth, they got defense. I mean, they're really really well rounded. I mean, again. Yeah. You know, again, this is this also goes back to the idea of that the you know, the one knock or the deficiency that Giannis might have, and in, in cl- and having been at closeout games, you got another superstar in your team that can do that on a night and night night in a night out basis. You yeah. got to worry about Giannis getting to the free throw line and whether or not he's going to make his free throws all the time, or you know, getting fouled and them kind of just focusing on Giannis and that's it, and and then we'll just deal with the rest kind of thing. Right. When Chris Middleton was out and, and Drew Holiday was off shooting. You know, mm-hmm. listen, that's not gonna happen with Dame Lillard being in the lineup. So, no, I truly believe that this is definitely a championship level team, and just a mm-hmm. matter of what uh, you know what they do early on. But I mean, you know, and I think the only question too is how they mesh early and what the coach does because they got a new coach, Adrian yeah. Griffin. But what the yeah. new coach does and what the roster does as a whole and as as a nucleus early on would determine how 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 many games they win, you know, honestly. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. is my number one team. I, this is my number one team before now, and it's really my number one team now. And yep. I feel sorry for the Southerns and everybody else because if these if this team stay healthy, it's it's a handful to deal with. And and that goes yeah. for everybody. Yeah. That goes yeah. for everybody. Um, so moving on to talk about, uh, like I said, we're going to double back and talk about Drew Holiday, how he got moved. So he got traded to the Blazers initially, and then he got flipped to the Celtics for Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Golden State Warriors first and unprotected uh, uh, pick um, in 2029. So how do you feel about this? I, I really want to get your thoughts on this because I'm, 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 I have some thoughts i'm gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go positive or negative i'm not gonna tell you where i'm leaning but i have some thoughts on this particular trade now again kudos to the blazers for for getting for getting this done right and i think they really got a big time haul for uh getting dame blood out of uh, portland right but what do you feel about yep. this trade and what this does for the Celtics? uh when i looked at this i i took a step back and said is the celtics looking to create cap room are they looking to gut their roster and rebuild? Because don't get me wrong, Drew Holiday is a is a good player. He's in that that next tier, right? You have your your superstars, and then you mm-hmm. have your your I would say stars. He's mm-hmm. a star. He's a, like I say, he's a strong two way player. Right. But to see Robert Malcolm a first round unprotected twenty twenty nine. Now again, that's what. Way down Five the line. years away, yeah, way, way, down, way the line. down the line, so far right. away that 
Portland's probably going to forget and then remember, oh, like, oh, we do have a trade. Uh, but still, right. you basically, you, it's almost like they did a Rudy Gobert situation. You're getting two people plus a first round pick in exchange for one. Now, I think for the Celtics, who they received is quality, but what did they, did they hurt themselves? too much as far as depth when it comes to this trade right now when you look at the roster Tatum uh Brown Drew okay but again are you pushing all your chips to the middle and are you hoping that your starting lineup is going to be strong enough to keep you successful and you're not going to have to go to the bench because again looking at this I'm weary that they are extremely thin when they go to their ninth and 10th player right now. So top mm-hmm. five to seven, you you're good. But mm-hmm. here's the thing that we've seen uh, without looking at stats and without having the numbers in front of me, how many games has drew played in the last couple of years, whole seasons, you know, so I would think off the top of my head, he's probably played 55 to 60 games. I don't remember him making a whole season, a whole 82, which in today's time, you know, most players are not playing all. Well, now, now, Drew's an Iron Man. I think you're talking about Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton has, has okay. been the one that's been, that's been injured. But Drew, Drew's okay. not the issue. I mean, I'm be honest with you, Drew's not the issue. I think they're fine with but, having him. And I think they they literally were trying to desperately to fill a void and Mark, led by Marcus Smart. I think that was what they really were driving at. And they, the, and they the jumped engine. on the, Yeah, I think they jumped on the idea of getting somebody that is defensive-minded, that can't run an offense, that can't have something to say. Let's be honest. You, you are, you are, you're doing something a disservice if you want – uh, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum to bring the ball up or facilitate the offense. They need to be True. on the wing and 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 making things happen from that particular aspect. They're wing players. They're guard. They're shooting guard and small forward. That's what they do. Them they bring the ball up. I was about to say you have somebody that's coming into your organization that has won a title, so he knows what the championship absolutely. pedigree feels absolutely. like. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I would definitely say that there, it was a, it was an upgrade at point guard. But it was, to your point, a detriment in the sense of who they lost. Because, again, yeah. losing Michael Brogdon, I, I give you – if they could have kept – put like this. If they could have kept Robert Williams, I'd have been okay with it. I'd have been okay yeah. with it. Because yeah. Robert Williams is a very underrated and unsung hero for this particular team. He does mm-hmm. a lot of dirty work. He doesn't require the, the ability to score a lot of points. But he's going to get right. you 10, 12 rebounds a night. He's going to erase things at the rim. He's going to defend their best your best big man, their best big man, whoever you face per night. So losing him is going to be a big blow. Now, I get it. Yes. You know, you got Christopher Singers. I get that. But I, I'm of the arc that I would have liked to have had both. Because, again, Christoph has had injury problems, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that you need somebody that can fill, fill a void for him. Because let's be honest, we've never looked at him as being a, a world-breeding defender. So, and, uh, but again, this is really could be the philosophy of the coach. I mean, I think if you look at it from Emil Doko's philosophy two years ago to to Missoula's philosophy now, I think Missoula's more offensive minded. So he look at it, I'm just going to load up on offense. It's kind of yep. like we had an awesome minded head coach in, in football and versus a defensive minded head coach. You know, yep. I'm going to load up on offense and just try to try to outscore you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to hang our head on defense like we used to. You know, although that's what they, you know, he was brought up in that system to do. He's more of an offensive mind. So I think that he is going to lean in on that 
aspect of it. And I think him and the Phoenix Suns are looking at it from that same perspective that they just want to have a bunch of guys that you is a you know a two a big three to four you know you know top end guy you know top end starting five. We we'll have four mm-hmm. guys that you just really can't deal with together, and hopefully right. it's enough to wear you down to the point where you will end up losing the game at the end. But you know, yeah. I don't know. I'm just not sure that's a winning formula. I think that I think that what the Bucks are doing, how they build their team, is way more of a winning formula to me, yes. um, top to bottom, than what the Celtics are doing. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, and again, yeah, they paid Jalen Brown all that money, so you know you're keeping him. They extended Prisingas. You know, his Tatum still got a few years left on his deal, so. I mean, I think they're gonna be competitive, but you know, if yeah. you had to put, if I had to put my betting money on a seven game series between the Celtics and the Bucks right now, the Bucks wash them. In my oh, opinion, without a, doubt. without a doubt, because uh, you know, with saying that, we've seen what what has happened when Robert Williams is in the lineup versus not, yes, absolutely versus not, and uh, I think two years ago, it was a clear difference of his impact when he was on the floor in the lineup defensively mm-hmm. and yep. when he wasn't. And it really made an impact on their whole team because of, like you said, the dirty work that he's willing to do. And in today's time, being able to have a versatile defender that can protect the rim is a high-value commodity. And so losing Brogdon, yes, but then losing Robert Williams – the the refilling the cupboard is not as plentiful it's when not. you start looking at who's who's there now. Can somebody develop? Yes, but who's there right now? I, I don't say that it's going to be an easy. Is there's anyone that can walk into Robert Williams' shoes at least on paper right now? So mm-hmm. to be to be seen and to and 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 to and um. To be seen, and we will see again health, because I really feel they're one injury away oh. from going from being a strong contender to middle of the pack type team. I agree, I totally agree, because I think that again, Porzingis has not been the you know Iron Man of sorts like no. Drew Holiday has been in this instant in a lot of instances. So if he goes down, you lose that center, and you don't have a Robert Williams to backfill him and be productive, right? So right. yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that they're really top heavy, and I think they're they're really lacking a quality bench at this point. Because mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest, because they got Horford who's long in the tooth. They still got him. Yep. They still got Derek White, but then they, Grant Williams is gone. Robert Williams is gone. Marcus Smart is gone. They lost yep. a lot. They lost a lot. Uh, for teams that have gone to the finals in the, you know like, you know over the past three years or so, so yeah, I, I think that you know they they did they did addition they did subtraction by addition. Let me put it like that. You know, I think <laughs> right, they did. Right. I think they did. They, they could. They although they look better on paper and as a starting five, I think holistically and depth wise, they're going to get eaten up by teams like the Bucks that are, have a deep True. roster and they can come at you from a multitude of different ways. Pause. True, true. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> so, so let's delve into. Like I said, we we talked about the something. We talked about the Bucks. Let's talk about mm-hmm. what the Blazers got. Like I think they yeah. did really well for themselves. They got the final tally of this trade. They got DeAndre Aiden. They got Rob Williams. There's two centers. They have two yeah. centers. They traded Nurkic for two quality centers. Uh-huh. They got Malcolm Brogdon as a, as a backup point guard. They got Tiami T- yep. Kamari, three first rounders, and two unprotected 2029 picks in a 2028 and 2020. 2030 uh pick swap with Milwaukee. So Sheesh. if that's your haul for Damian Lillard, damage you did pretty good. 
I, I really, I really kudos to the Blazers for getting, you know, going around about it by doing it, but you got it done and they mm-hmm. got a really good haul for Damian Levitt's uh, services to be traded. So yeah, I should, yeah, shout out to the Blazers front office for getting that done. Now what you do with yeah. it, because I'm be honest with you and we're going to get into that roster in a second. I really believe that they are, uh, they look pretty good on paper, but again, what they do with that team, you know, half young, half old is going to be the question. If anybody can fumble the bag, Portland yeah. can figure out a way to fumble the bag. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. History says it. That's all we can say. So, yep. and like I said, we're talking about the Bucks roster already. So, the Celtics roster, again, we can underscore this. Like I said, it's 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 dicey. It's very dicey. Yeah. Like I said, you got Derek White. You got Jason Tatum. You got Porzingis. You got Horford. Drew Holiday. Blake Griffin. Why he there? I don't know. And, Dr- and Jalen Brown. But everybody else, I'm just, they're really unproven people. Yeah. They're really unproven people. So again, again, let, to your point, unless some of these guys, younger guys, hit that we don't know about yet, they're they're un unproven commodities, then right. they got an issue for that wise, in my opinion. I mm-hmm. believe they do. Yes, I believe they do. So we, it's, it's it's a wait and see, you know, like like you said. But their starting five looks great. But uh, but beyond that, Fantastic. when you got go to that, when you got to go sub somebody out, then then Yeesh. then what? Then what? It gets then hairy. What? It does. It really does. <laughs> So, and again, the Suns were involved in this. And uh, let me bring this up, up larger here so people can see it. So the Suns, you know, they got Nurkic as a center. You know, they, they won eight. And I, we talked about this once once or twice or three times before, how they won eight and out the building. Um, he just <laughs> wasn't jiving with the organization or, or the locker room, apparently. So right. um, they wanted him gone. Uh, so they managed to facilitate a trade to get him out of the building. And and what they call themselves doing is getting depth, but I don't think it's quality depth. Now, you can tell me no. you might feel differently. Do you feel differently about that? No, it's not quality depth. Again, to me, um, the biggest thing for them was getting Aiden out the building, mm-hmm. right? It, it just – he had ran his course. And so – uh, when looking at this, I feel that this is the same thing looking at the Celtics, where you have Durant, you have Booker, uh, you have Bradley Bill, right? And so you have your quote-unquote big three. The problem is, and what we've seen with uh, the Phoenix, is who's going to play defense and protect the rim? Hello. Because you got a lot of offense. Don't get me wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at between those three, you're looking at any of those three capable of dropping 30 in a heartbeat consistently. consistently. Yeah. The problem is there's one basketball. And Thanks. if they have not gotten to the point where someone is okay with letting the other person cook, which I think with Durant and Bill – is an understanding. I don't know if Booker can turn that young gun off, mm. right? And and I'm concerned about that because the totality, this is one of those, the sums of the parts are better than they help the whole. And yep. so if Booker can understand how to coexist and work within uh, being in partnership with Durant and Bill and not get offended if he's not the top scorer, I think mm-hmm. they could be very lethal. But here's the thing we know Booker is not, uh, he's not there for defense. Bill, okay, Durant will play when he has to, right? But again, 
you're not looking at a defensive team at all. And when you start looking past, shoot, those three, I'm very concerned. Grayson Allen, listen, he's an off-the-bench coming in type of player. You're not expecting him to be uh, anything that's going to be in 18 to 20. You, you're talking 10 to 12, maybe 15. I think Gordon is strong. I think Damon Lee is okay. But I'm just concerned at looking defensively. Yes, you have two seven-footers. In theory, that should be something that gives you hope. But they technically have, right now, just looking four centers, technically five, but I don't feel comfortable with any of those five being a difference-making type of center. I don't even know, looking at those centers, none of them jump off the page to me as strong defensive presence. So again, I'm looking at Phoenix very closely. Like I'm looking at Boston. I'm Mm -hmm. just concerned when you have to get to the bench or if you hit an injury, what Mm -hmm. happens at that point? That that is the biggest part of that. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that is definitely paramount and something that tends to happen, you know, over a course of an 82-game season that, you know, might be minor. It might be uh, not be lo- a long-term effect of, you know, in regards to the injuries, you know, situation, but you still right. got to weather it. You know, if you got to weather yes. it for two weeks, that's a long time. In basketball terms, yes. you need to get going because that could be four to five, six games that you yeah. could, you know, that you could change. And if you're in the Western Conference, that's not a stretch that you want to have to face, you know, no. when you, uh, you know, if it's a tight race, you know, in the standings. So, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. You know, just looking at this roster, I'm just like, I, you know, I can pick out some, you know, if I really wanted to be nice, I really want to shoot them some bail in a sense when it comes down to right. what they uh, have. You know, it's, you know, I would give you, you know, Okoge is an ascending player. I mean, he's he showed flashes of him being pretty decent in the last couple of years. Yeah. I give TJ Warren is a solid player. Um, you know, Nurkic is, but Nurkic has a lot of injury history. Um, right. you know, Eric, Eric Gordon is, 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 is long in the tooth. Uh, although he's a good shooter, he's got 15 yeah. years in the league. So, you know, they got, Bo- they, you know, they talk about, you know, Bobo being a resurgent player that, you know, he hasn't really popped yet, you know, yeah. and then and, and Bisma Biombo, you know, he, they, you know, he's, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, he has shown, shown me signs as a 12 year vet, ironically, right. he shows signs of being a good player in, in spurts and Grayson Allen and Grayson Allen, you know, he's, he's the Mac Jones of the league uh, where, you know, uh-huh. they, they get, he's more known for dirty uh-huh. plays than basket baskets. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I really feel like, and it's, and it's ironic, and this, and this is my final point I want to bring about this before we move on, is that what's interesting about this roster, you know, is one thing that we talked about Adrian Griffin being in uh, new with the Bucks, right? But right. you know, Adrian, they don't really give Adrian Griffin a a, a, a label of being an offensive or defensive guy, one with the other. He just, you know, he's just a a coach. He's just a, a player's coach, right? right? They they give, but they but that's not the case in in Phoenix. They have Frank Vogel. And Frank right. Vogel has always been known for being a defensive-minded head coach. Yes. So, which is ironic because, again, you got nothing but offensive firepower and no defensive presence by, by notable name, but you got a defensive-minded head coach. So how's that supposed to work? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. It's very odd. It's very odd. And I, and I, and I can't put my stock into what the, the Suns are doing this yet. Again, they're going to yeah. be very top-happy. And I, I saw a headline. And tell me if you agree with this or not. This might be the Brooklyn Nets 2.0. Uh, James Harden. Yes. Kevin Durant and Ben. Yeah. So it's, it's 2.0 with a better three 
than what they had in Brooklyn. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, Simmons was a liability. Right. So, well, I mean, well, I wouldn't even count Simmons. I was talking Kyrie, sorry, Kyrie. James, and yeah. KD. I was talking yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. maybe that's what KD likes. He just want a bunch of bunch of bunch of shooters around him <laughs> and just hope for the best. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but I I don't think I think it's a recipe with disaster. As a, I'm right there with you. You know, and it might be fun for the regular season, but I don't think that this team, as is currently constructed, is a playoff winning basketball team. That part, it's just like they say in football. I don't see this team traveling well. There it is. There it is. I totally agree with that. So yeah, so we'll see. But I mean, what like I said, we'll wait and see. But it's early, and I mean, you know, we who's to say they won't they'll make a trade or something of that nature that could you know change change things around, but. Yeah. Who they got as a coach and who they got on the on the roster doesn't mesh, in my opinion. No. no. Yeah. So as we round it up, talk about the Blazers, you know, what they got in the hall. Cause I mean, I think their roster is really good. I thought the roster yeah. was pretty decent beforehand, but I really think that, you know, the blend of the people that they have, I think it, it works pretty well. It's whether or not Chauncey Billups can galvanize it to the point where it's a viable uh winning basketball team, to be honest. Right. You, you right. got you got Scoot Henderson, you got Anthony Simons, you got Shaden Sharp. Yeah. You got yep. Jabari Walker. You got Robert yep. Williams. Yep. You know, you like I said, you got uh, uh Brogdon in the trade as well. DeAndre Ayton. Yep. I yep. mean, that's a listen. They go five six. Matthias Thibault, who's a defensive guru, yes. coming from Philly, the Philly Devils seventy sixes. So yes. they they go about six to seven, eight guys in that are all formidable in my opinion. Yep. So yep. yep. You, and you got depth. Yes, and, I, and I didn't even mention Jeremy Grant. I almost, I almost forgot about his name, and he's one of the biggest scores on the team. Yes. So, Scoot, Anthony, Shaden, Jeremy, uh, Aiden. I mean, Fabul is a Robert Williams. Yeah, that's that's a nice roster, man. That's a nice roster. <laughs> Listen, that is that is uh, that is Grandmama's apple pie with some uh, with What's some vanilla one? ice cream. Uh, we talk Hagen We talking about high quality, right? We talking about blue blue bunny mm-hmm. ice cream right here. Mm-hmm. This is rich and creamy about ice cream right here. Talk now, listen, it. I am not a fan. I don't like he doesn't make me feel good, and I don't like his face in DeAndre Aiden. But outside of that, I mean, really, outside of that, you have called you, him an uh, uh, an oil mechanic on more than one occasion. I yes, just want to, yeah, yes, we, 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 it's well yes, documented. Man. Yes, that you don't yes, like his face. Did. You just some of your face. I don't face. know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. My fist and your face should meet. There you right? go. Have a one way conversation. But there outside of him, I just don't like how he plays basketball. Now, maybe a change of scenery, maybe a new team, maybe being around somebody like Robert Williams who comes with his hard hat and mm. comes with uh, his tool belt ready I think to Robert play. Robert Williams will push DeAndre Ayton. I agree with that. Yes. On yes. top of it, and I have, no, I, have no, I have no proof of this working, but I just have a feeling, and my feelings tend to work, but I'm just right. going to say, I'm going to preface it by saying I have no concrete evidence of this fact before I say it. But I'm going to say this. For some reason to me, I think mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups' personality yes. with with DeAndre Ayton, I think he can get the better of out of him than what they got out of him in Phoenix. That's fair. I can see that. I can see that. He's a player, and so yeah. he knows how to speak the language of a player to get right. him out. Right. Now, one yeah. thing that is sneaky as I've looked over this roster and looking at it again, the youth movement Mm-hmm. Uh, is very pre- prevalent. If you yes, notice, they have one player 
that is close to hitting that 10 year mark. And that is Jeremiah Grant. Outside of that, most of this team is five and and less, Uh, which when you think about it, you when you go youth movement like this. Mm-hmm. It's to me, it's saying, listen, we want to build a nucleus. We want to have a new ecosystem and mm-hmm. we want these young team to jail and and no disrespect. Again, this is not saying anything about Dane, but it's the presence of Dane was very strong and a commanding force. Yeah. And I think with moving him, this gives this young team the ability to figure out their own DNA and their own identity now. So they can really put their own fingerprints on this. And I'm saying that because no matter what, Dane being a seasoned vet, he had his style. Well, when you take somebody like Dane out, you allow this team with Chauncey Billups to develop their own style and how they want to come to the party and how they want to party. And I do think, too, once they solidified having Scoot with his presence, his style of play, I think he's a younger version because of how aggressive and how competitive he is. I do believe this too. It would have been it would have been a clash of personalities at some point and I think they didn't want to have to worry about dealing with that and managing that with Chauncey Billups. So hey, let Chauncey put his stamp on it. Let this team being 8, 7, 6 years and under come mm-hmm. together. Yep. And say, hey, y'all go and grow together. But again, listen, quiet is kept. If everything, if they allow Chauncey, who has a championship pedigree, he knows what that championships looks like. He knows what a championship team coming from the bad boys looks like. If they get out the way and let him coach, coach, which I, mm-hmm. I think he's a hell of a coach. Yep. This could be a team, I'm not even going to say in three years, I'm saying two years or less, could make some noise. Because, again, Robert Williams, I just really yeah. feel with Robert Williams in there, Thibault in there, Scoot, if he's everything that has been proclaimed, mm-hmm. with, again, you brought it up, Uh <laughs> You gotta, you gotta understand. They got a sneaky score that people, if you ain't paying attention, is a lethal uh, scoring machine on this team. Mm-hmm. So now with Scoot slash aggressive athleticism and having someone that can that can get to the rim and put up points in buckets and in ways and a defensive presence and like Robert Williams, hey man, this could be a team that makes noise very quickly. I, I I tend to agree because I mean you gotta look like this. Shane Sharp is is an ascending player. They got him last year in the mm-hmm. draft. Anthony Simons yep. is an ascending player at 24 years old. You yep. got Scoot Henderson who's coming out of the G League at 19 years old. Jeremy yep. Grant is a nine year veteran who was an established uh, six eight power forward in the league. Yep. You want to add DeAndre Ayton as the established center at six eleven in the league at 25. Yeah, I mean, and then you got Matisse Thibault, Robert Williams coming in to be your defensive presence, and Marco Brogdon being a backup point guard. Listen, yep. That, again, that's, <laughs> that's 
They got a haul. You they right do. on that. They did. And they, they got definitely. draft picks. Exactly. So you got not only you got you got the, the future and the future's future. The future's future future. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're all, all lined up for the team to be if they play their cards, they could be good for quite some time. So mm-hmm. again, they, when we go back to them fumbling the fumbling the opportunities in the past, is there being their modus operandi, right? But yes, if they if they can get out the way and just let him coach and give him the right people that he wants, yep. And I think they can be all right. And I think Chauncey Phillips can 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 definitely cut his teeth of being a good head coach in this league. Yep, yep. So we'll be. This will be a team that we will definitely be paying oh, attention we, to. Oh, we definitely got eyes on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep coming back. Because we're definitely going to be noticing what they do, uh, you know, as they they matriculate through the season. And don't be surprised if you hear about them a time or two on the Lockdown Defense Podcast. Indeed, indeed. All right, so as we wrap up the NBA segment here, let's talk about the Western Conference as we get into, like I said, we're training camp started. We got about two two games in preseason-wise. Some people yep. got three at this point. Um, you know, so we want get, to get some, uh, you know, some ideas and some uh, – I guess you can say sample size of what we can expect going into the league. So mm-hmm. we did, two weeks ago, we did the Acer Conference and what we expect out of that uh, particular conference in its totality. So let's flow it over to the Western Conference for 2023 and 2024. So what is your expectations in, uh, in, in that particular uh, conference? And how do you think things shake out for these, uh, what's want to say, 30 teams? Yeah. Uh, I will say this. You got to, you, 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 you have, you have to, um, you have to keep your eyes on OKC. They're sneaky, but they're okay. consistent, right? They just, they just, they're one of them. They're like a log. They just float along. They're not gonna make a lot of noise. You know, you're not, you're gonna, you're gonna not pay attention to them, and then boom, they're gonna be right there to give to 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 give you a fight. They're one of those teams. They're gonna give you a fight night in and night out uh, until something changes. I'll say this. When you're the champion, they gotta dethrone you. I mean, you and know what the saying goes. You know what the saying is. <laughs> hey, hey, to you beat know? the man, you gotta beat the man. Exactly. <laughs> and then <laughs> you gotta beat the man, baby. And right now, I am the man. That's it. <laughs> and so, with that being the case, you know Denver. They're right up there. They they haven't done anything to lose or look like they're stepping off the throne anytime soon. That's right. The point. I, I mm-hmm. even like the fact that the coach uh, he he talks a little bit. Right. He chirps oh, a little bit. He's talking spicy now. I'm gonna get yeah, to that. He talks spicy. I'm gonna get to that. He spicy. spicy. Oh. Yeah. He's like, look, if they worried about us. Then hey, they got other things because we ain't worried about them. He's talking about the Lakers, right? Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I can say uh, Denver. I definitely think is still up top. I'm interested to see what happens with Golden State. Um, they're to me, they're in they're in limbo right now. I'm just waiting to see what happens. They're young, but they're old. And that's crazy to say. That is but, crazy to say. <laughs> you know, they're young, but they're old. They're a right. young team, but they're an old team because when you're looking at uh, Steph, you're looking at Clay. you know, you're CP3. looking at CP3. Yeah, Again, yep. if – listen, I'm not saying anybody does any recreational activity. All I'm saying is they have access to medicinal help. So if they if they get medicinal help that can keep them healthy, they could be 
contenders. But this is also a team that is one hamstring, one fall away from looking like a fragile house that is being blown over by a hurricane. Because mm. at Clay Thompson coming off back-to-back injuries, you have CP3 that is – listen, I don't he stay know. hurt. I mean, let's be real. He, he stay hurt. He needs to go to Columbia. Yeah, yeah. He needs to go to Colombia or Dominican Republic. Most people go there to get BBLs. He needs to get a BBH. He needs to get he needs to get a BBH for his hamstring. You know what I'm saying? He needs to come back with thick hamstrings. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they need to be throwing dollar bills every time he comes out there in shorts and they see his hamstring. They be like, "Oh, look at that, Chris CP3 got a BBH." You know, saucy, saucy, saucy Chris, saucy, saucy CB3 is what they should call him. You know what I'm saying? He needs stem cell treatment on his hamstring. He need, yeah. Yes, he needs oh. stem cell treatment on everything behind him. He needs <laughs> stem cell treatment on everything behind him. Uh, I will say this too. Um, I'm going to say this for two teams. One, being the Lakers, I really I really am in a place of feeling very positive about this team coming back because at the end, the second half of the season, we saw a team. We didn't see one or two players. We saw a team and they brought back pretty much everyone. Right. And now, added. they added pieces and too. added. Yes. Now the flip side of that is I'm concerned about the Grizzlies. I know they brought Derek Rose in and I don't know if this statement and report is true, but there was something floating around on the internet where D Rose basically was saying to Ja, I'm not here to babysit, mm-hmm. right? I'm not here to babysit you. I'm here to, I'm here to ball out. Uh, and so, you know, D Rose, we all know was derailed by injury until yep. he was injured. He was basically uh, the John Moran. I'm talking about explosive, right? But I will say this. As much as people didn't like it, as much as people didn't like him and didn't like what he stood for, the trade to Houston may be one of the sneakiest trades because his defensive presence, his defensive ability, as much as he irked the uh, Golden State and the Lakers, that young man that's over there now with the white glasses and the cornrows, Captain Lightskin, He's defensively, he's a Robert Williams to me. He's going to get all the trash. He's going to, when I say Robert Williams, I mean, he's going to do the ugly work. He's going to okay. play defense. I agree with yeah. okay. I'm not saying, right. I'm saying he's going to play defense. Yes, he's going to bring energy and night in and night out. He is willing to step up and defensively take care of what he's supposed to do. And he's super loyal. And I think with Houston, and with the coach that they have now, even though he's getting dragged in social media from Neil Long now having no problem uh, bringing things to the forefront, he's a hell of a coach, and we've seen it in Boston. So to me, it's Denver. As I wrap up, it's going to be Denver. And I'm going to put, as much as I want to believe in the Kings, I'm going to put the Lakers second. I'm going to put uh, Golden State third. Fourth, mm, you know, I can't drop the Kings that far. Fourth, I'm going to go Kings, Minnesota, Dallas, 
Leaving Phoenix out? You leaving Phoenix out? Yeah. Yeah, I got Phoenix by sixth. Okay. I got Phoenix sixth. And I think the Clippers, I think the Clippers are going to be up there in that fifth position and okay. be able to float. I Phoenix may be sixth, but depending on how Houston and OKC, we may look at them as eighth very quickly. So that's how I take it. But again, as you played the clip of our fave Rick Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And Denver ain't no easy out. Yeah, there ain't no easy win. I definitely give you that. You know, but I, I think there is, is is high motivation for the Lakers because of one getting swept by them in, in the West Conference Finals last year. On top of the fact, like I said, we are stronger as a unit now than yes, in, you know, from the pieces we brought back and the pieces we mm-hmm. added. So yes. and I think that's I think that's expressly for the purposes of facing Denver because we know that if you look at it like this, this is how I look at it. If I'm the Lakers, I'm looking at this particular aspect of it that every team on this list. In a seven-game series, we can and have, you know, been able to beat them, right? Yes. Only question yes. mark is the Denver Nuggets because of what happened last year, right, and how they're ascending, mm-hmm. to your point, right? Now, looking at this list in this in, to- in totality, you know, before I get to two, because I do agree with your points, one and two. I think Denver is one, Lakers are two. But I think there's a lot of uh, misgivings in this Western Conference that people aren't really focusing on, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, okay. The Houston Rockets, although we did an expose on them in, in preseason showcase that we thought they were going to be an ascending roster, that mm-hmm. Kevin Porter Jr. scandal messed everything Ooh, up. To me. Yes, yeah, that messed everything yeah. up to me. I okay. really believe that's that fair. that's going to hurt them vehemently. I yes. really believe that because I, I think that. they had everything set up with probably where they all, all the young guys. They had a couple of veterans. You know, Ooh. they brought in Van Fleet. They brought in Emay. I was like, they they looking pretty good. And yeah. but in the news come out, to, you know, three things. It was, it was like a trifecta of things that were bad for them. Is that mm-hmm. Kevin Porter got caught in the scandal? He likely not gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um, he may got caught up in his drama with Nia, and the fact Ooh. that they had offered James Harden a max deal before any of this had come up. So that mm-hmm. that's a, that's an ugly black eye because you are basically trying to sign back up for James Harden again for with, with a max contract when. You know, from my perspective, from my purview, he shouldn't be getting max deal from anybody the way he's playing. No, so because no, that he, when you show up in a fat suit, just so you listen, can, listen, there's, that dude, I don't that, know who wants listen, to jump on that train. I'm gonna tell you who's gonna jump on, and I think it's gonna happen, and they're gonna derail themselves too. I'm gonna get to them in a second. OKC's still young, and, yeah. and I think they really their 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 ceiling is gonna be the is gonna come with Chet Holmgren. I think he's okay. the piece is gonna take the pressure off Shea Alexander Gilchrist, right? Shay Gilchrist, mm-hmm. Alexander, I'm sorry, SGA. Yeah. I, I I think he's going to take the pressure off him if he can stay healthy. But what I have noticed that he hadn't put on much weight yet. Like he literally stayed a whole year in program. He hadn't. He's still frail. So that's yeah. concerning. We talk about the Blazers, and I think they're they're they they have a solid roster, but they got to get things together. They're two years projects in my to, to your point. Mm-hmm. The, the Grizzlies, the John Morant suspension, going to completely and totally put them behind the eight ball. And yep. I feel like they're weaker with no Dylan Brooks. Yes. Right. The Clippers, one, can't stay healthy. You got this low management rule now. And on top of the fact that I think they're going to sign up to, for James Harden. I think they're going to they're going to they're going to sell off some of their depth, which is probably mm-hmm. one of the deeper rosters in the league from a depth perspective. They're going to sell off some of that, give it to mm-hmm. Philly, and they're going to mm-hmm. mess around and maybe sign up with James Harden and try to make that work. And I think I don't think it's going to. That I don't makes think me it's throw going up to. in my mouth. I'm it sorry. Makes me throw up in my mouth. We talk about the Suns. We feel like they're top heavy, but they don't have any depth. I don't think the Kyrie Irving and, and Luca thing marriage is not going to work. Nope. Um, Zion is a question mark. He's lost all his weight. He seems like he's in shape. 
can they can they rise? You know, with him and Ingram, I'm not sure. Um, they got he actually got him Ingram, and they got uh, uh your boy from uh, Portland, Dame's guy, uh, the point guard, CJ McCullough. CJ McCullough, yes. Yep. So can they make that three that that big three work? Mm-hmm. Kings, the Kings didn't do get any better or get any worse. Yeah, but I stayed do feel right like there. I think they stayed right there. So they in the middle of the road, they're middle of the pack when it comes to Western Conference, in my opinion. But I don't think because the Lakers got better. You know, mm-hmm. I think that they and if the Suns have got better on paper, mm-hmm. I think that they will have trouble with either one of those teams in a seven game series. Yeah, you know, um, the Jazz. I'm not sure what to make of it. I don't. And the Timberwolves and the, and the Spurs are, are just rebuilding. We're not going to even yeah. talk about that. Yeah. But I do believe that the Golden State thing is 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 yet uh, unknown. But I don't think the Chris Paul thing is going to work. I don't. Mm. Mm. Because all you to me, all you do is trade one problem for the other. You, Jim Jordan Poole and, and Draymond didn't get along, so you got rid of Jordan Poole. But it's well documented Draymond and Chris Paul don't get along. So you trade. Do you think they not get along because they weren't teammates, and now because they're teammates, they will get no, along? No, or? no, no. I, I think there's real issue there. I think their personalities okay. don't match. And 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 we can actually see that's the problem with people who try to make things work. When you try to put square pegs in round holes, it, just, it don't work. It doesn't Except work. Unless you're Zion. Well, that's, that's a whole conversation. I ain't got nothing to do with that. You asked Rod Mills that. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Anyhow, anyhow, I think you're trying to, you're trying to make things work and trying to be formidable and viable when things just don't work. Like You don't yeah. stick a guy. Like, again, you know this guy. If I tell you, if I'm an incumbent person that's working for you, right? Mm-hmm. And I say that, yo, I don't fool with this dude. He's lazy. He don't work well with others and things of that nature. Right. Him and I, right. I'm going to tell you as my manager, him and I don't get along. Right. And you hire him anyway. What do you expect going to happen? At some point, we're going to meet at the water cooler and we ain't going to be drinking water. Facts. It's going to be some furniture moving or one of us got to go. <laughs> yeah, one of us got to go. So one how long... If we are to see dysfunction out of that relationship, how many games in do you think it could, it was before it pokes his head out? That's the thing. You had to have moved Chris before now because think about it like this. Who's going to sign up for a 38-year-old point guard? Not many. If, if any. Unless you're just looking for an expiring contract at the trade deadline, but yet again. Right. Who are you going to get? In order to fit fit into this roster to make it work, I get you. You got Clay, you got Wiggins, you got Steph. I get that. Draymond, that's a nice four. I yeah. still, I've still got questions about your bench. And again, Chris Paul, Air Corps being the 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 train and the point guard is going to run this run this particular locomotive. I don't think it's going to work. I, I, you I think he starts. Of, yeah, you have to start him. Okay. Listen, it's it's, it's much easier to get. 38-year-old Bones. I know prime example because I got older Bones than that. It's easy to get Bones <laughs> running when you go when you start out the day running then versus cold. To, then cold and try to get it going you know, and quickly, right? He's not young. So it, that means CP3, Steph, Clay, Wiggins. And Draymond. That's your small five. And Draymond. They don't have no bigs. That's a small five. It is a small five. So you manage them going up against the Lakers or the the, the, the Nuggets. They, ain't got enough fire. they don't have they're enough muscle. Alive. Exactly. They're going to yeah. get alive. Yeah. I don't believe it. They were smart. They would have should have went out and got DeAndre. <laughs> they were smart. Or Robert Williams. One of the two. Get somebody. Robert Williams, yes. Yeah. I think Robert Williams would have definitely fit in that offense. 
Yeah, I mean, because they still got Looney, but I mean, Looney is is nothing but a a banger and a rebounder. That's all he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I have a lot of questions. Okay. So to me, it's it's a clear one and two with the Lakers and 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 the uh and the Nuggets. In but, Denver, and then everybody else. Yeah, Denver Nuggets and everybody else. I really believe that. Okay. I think that it could be Phoenix at at, at the at the at the three. It could be the Kings at the three. Um, Warriors at that's the, what's crazy. Yeah, the Warriors yeah. at the four to five. The Clippers, depending on who they get, have at the, at the start of the season, at the four to five yep. to six. It just yeah, I don't I don't know. But again, I see a lot of dysfunction and 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 the team is not dysfunctional because I really feel like at the top of this whole thing for East and West, it's the Celtics, the Bucks, it's the Nuggets and the Lakers. Everybody else, you're you're Fall, playing, yeah. you're playing from behind. Yeah, three through six could be a total toss up. You oh could yeah, take oh, all yeah. the teams and throw it up. Oh besides, yeah, uh, San Antonio, Minnesota, and Dallas. Yep, and you could take and and Portland. But outside of that, three through six could fall. Sacramento could be three; they could be six. Phoenix could be three; they could be six. Exactly. You know, so yeah, you, you're definitely there. You're definitely spot on. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see how things shake out. But that's you know that's pretty much our our, our breakdown of what the West Conference gonna look like. Again, you know what it's gonna be uh, going forward is gonna be a, you know a question. You know, as we start the season, I think October twenty fifth is the first yep. day of the season. So we'll yep. see how that goes. But I mean, yeah, I think that it's it's a pretty clear on paper uh, delineation between the the top of the top of the stock and the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Top of the stock, bottom of the barrel. Nice. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we're going to fold over to the NFL. we got a lot to talk about there. The NFL got a lot of headlines that we want to break, and we're not going to even in preview. We're just going to let you know that it's going to be hot and heavy. So we'll be yeah. back. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Everybody got that? All right, we are back. That's our ad for the Lightning Fast Fantasy Football Podcast airing each and every Wednesday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on the Lockdown Defense Podcast Network. So check that out. If you're looking for any fantasy news, advice, and how to win that bag and get that trophy, get that belt, uh, come with a season's end, tune in to the Lightning Fast Fantasy Football Podcast on Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. So, Coach Kurt. NFL week five is in the books, man. And yep. um, we are officially at the quarter mark of the season. And um, yep. I think it's time. I think it's time to let people in on Let's a little secret. Let's do a little it. secret. A little secret that we Let's got cooking. A little secret we got in the bag. And it's called, it's, did you miss me? <laughs> did you did miss, you miss me? me? <laughs> Do you miss me yet? Yes. Do you miss me yet? So we're going to talk about indirectly but directly we're going to talk about the chiefs and the cowboys mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so to uh say things that are different this year for both teams <laughs> is a bit of an understatement yes so i want to say with the departure of eric Bieniemy to the commanders and the mm -hmm. departure of keller moore from the cowboys to the chargers there's a staunch difference in in four in those four teams and yes. uh, two are good and two are bad. Now, yep. one team has completely and utterly fallen off the wagon, but but the other team is is holding on by a threat. And we saw on Sunday night how bad it got. So we 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 kind of been teasing this for a couple of weeks now. You know, actually, honestly, since they got moved to different teams or they moved to different teams, we've kind of been thinking that will this adversely affect the team, their former teams, and the teams they've left, right? So, you know, and I think that, you know, they're still kind of trying to work things out as a team. I think that we can honestly say that the offense has looked pretty good for the commanders. The, mm -hmm. the offense for the Chargers has definitely looked good. Um, looked way more efficient in the red zone specifically. So, um, while as though the Chiefs and the, and the Cowboys, not so much. <laughs> not, so, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. So, if you do a comparison comparison between 2023 and 2022 and 2023, right? And now, mind you, just a sample size because we're only at the quarter mark of the season. But the Chiefs go from the first rank offense in 2022 to the seventh rank offense by losing Eric Bieniemy. Uh, yep. They had a 69.4 uh, red zone pre uh, scoring percentage. This is just touchdowns, and that was second yes. in the league. Um, they now have are down to a 56.2 percentage, and that's 16th in the league. They're not mm -hmm. getting a lot of touchdowns in the red zone like they did uh, in in the previous year up to this point. Yeah. Similarly, the Cowboys they uh, were 11th in total offense last year in 2022, and in mm -hmm. 2023 they're now down to 17th. <sighs> They were also uh, a, a, the first overall red zone uh, offense in 71.4% uh, above mm -hmm. the Chiefs last year. Now, they're all the way down to 36.8%, and that's 29th in the league with Keller Moore's departure. So, yes. when, when talking about this in, 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 its, in its totality, right? So, how do you feel about this, you know, in this, this, this particular dynamic, right? And um, what's it going to mean for the Chiefs and the Cowboys going forward? This is one of those things, and this is a great question. This is one of those things that you don't immediately you don't immediately see on the field, but statistically, it's making a big difference. It is. Now, what's crazy is 
they're both they have both dropped by six offensive rankings. Mm-hmm. People may not understand, but that's major. In the NFL, hell yeah. In the NFL, that's major, right? Mm-hmm. To go from and here's a here's a secret sauce. That part that says red zone percentage. Now it's significantly, significantly drastic with Dallas, but it's concerning with Kansas City. When you look at Kansas City, they have been known for being highly efficient in the red zone. You look right here, and this is crazy when you look at the statistics. You're talking about first and second team percentage-wise in the red zone. So that means for those that are not tracking, for those Taylor Swift uh, fans, uh, those Swifties that are coming over now, the casual, let's the casual fan, the casual, the casual fan. fan. Let's con- fan. let's continue helping. Let's continue to help you understand football. So we're talking about anytime inside the twenty, the Dallas Cowboys were scoring at seventy-one percent of the time. That's extremely high, right? At one hundred percent, that's you score. You score with seventy percent out of one hundred as, as a touchdown, not a field goal, yeah. a touchdown. Every 10 times you get there, you're scoring seven. That's pretty damn good. That is. At the Chiefs, they are right there. So they, they're high sixes, low sevens. That every mm-hmm. time you get inside the red zone, they're scoring. Now you look at 2023, every time Dallas gets there, 10 times, they're only scoring three. Mm-hmm. Kansas City is 50-50. They're 50%. But this is where the the when we peel back the layers of the onion, we really see the impact of what's been lost. Because if anybody's been a coordinator, there's a certain what I call the gut, right? You don't Yes, you can have all the statistics. You can know that on this percent, um, this is when you go for two. And this is what you do on first and 10 inside the red zone and third and two and third. And that you can take all of that metrics aside. There's a certain thing with coordinators that they take all that information and process it based off what they're feeling at the time, what they're seeing, what they're noticing, understanding what player it gives you the best ability against this matchup and this lineup and this position and who to put in and what to call and what to do. Now, coach, you you kind of you kind of kept this secret because we wanted to see Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. When I look at Kansas City, the head guy didn't change. Coordinator who people wanted to say, oh, he's not, it's really Andy Reid and it's really this, this, and this. Well, listen, in this instance, the main component of your ingredients didn't change, but yet the cake don't rise and it's not as moist and it's not as fluffy as it Mm -hmm. used to be, Mm -hmm. which tells me that you lost some main ingredient, right? When you look at Dallas, it's drastic, Because, again, when you look at both of these franchises, these are not defensive-minded head coaches. These are offensive-minded head coaches. And when you're seeing a drastic drop, especially 
what you see in Dallas, to me, it points to you miss me. It points to there's a certain genesee quad that's gone. There's a certain uh, walk it like it, talk it that is missing with Dallas. Can I answer you in an interesting another stat real quick? Yeah, go ahead. If you look at the commanders at the moment, they are 60 Oh, we about to get saucy. We about to get saucy. Go ahead. It's, it's They're 60% in the red zone. They're nine mm-hmm. touchdowns to 15 attempts. Mm-hmm. The Chargers Say are 68, 68.8%. 11 touchdowns out of 16 attempts. So clearly, the carryover for that red zone percentage and getting points is indicative of the people that left, right? This is about the numbers. This is about the numbers. We saying, didn't make the numbers up. We didn't make the numbers up. The, num- the numbers are, are, are online. Google it. <laughs> hey, and, and, and to, to take a quote out of uh, Coach Defense's vernacular, don't argue with me, argue with your mama. <laughs> That's a fact. Because <laughs> if you move, if you move to people out and you keep two people there and Mm -hmm. you look at the numbers this is not emotional this is data if you take those two people that have moved and their numbers are similar Mm -hmm. and they go with them and the people that left numbers have dropped that tells you a whole lot so to answer the do you miss me yet the answer Especially looking at these statistics, is yes, absolutely they're being missed absolutely. because a lot of people are noticing that Kansas City is not as lethal as they used to be, especially inside the red zone. Absolutely, and there's definitely a clear drop off. Now, granted, they're still winning, and having a generational talent like Patrick Mahomes kind of fixes a lot of that for the Chiefs. So why they're four and one? Um, but they've been in some close games. They've been the tight game, you know, in the last two games, especially they've been the, they lost the first one. And then they yep. went in a tight game. They were in a tight game with the uh with the Lions, not the Lions, but um the Jets. And yep. their last game was a tight game. So yep. again, you you have to look at it from a perspective that they're still winning, but it's not as easy. It's not as fluid from Kansas City's perspective. Because I mean, I'll give Andy Reid a lot of credit. It's not as it's not as it's not it's not as uh damaging as what the Cowboys have to deal with, in my opinion. Because right. I feel like the Cowboys tr- tr- are tremendously uh living off their defense yes 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 and i'm gonna say this about kansas city mm-hmm. you can't say that it's tyreek hill because here's the thing when you look at last year your special players now in 2023 have to be over and above special the leniency that you have is not as is not as flexible because now when you look at Patrick and Travis, they really got to be Patrick and Travis. Oh, every night. They really got to be on. You can't afford for your dogs to be off in Patrick and Travis. Right. But if you look at 2022, they had Juju. They had Patrick. They had um, Travis. They had an up-and-coming Pacheco, yep. but the, the rest of the receivers are pretty much the same 
yeah, that they Hartman, have this year. Moore, yes, yeah, Hartman's so gone, they but... still made it work. They still mm-hmm. was able to distribute the ball. But now we've seen a drastic change. And don't get me wrong, Travis is a generational talent. Yes, we know that. But without Travis, all the drop-off is a struggle. It is a struggle. It is definitely a struggle. I'm talking about it is a noticeable difference because when that when the game that Travis was out, I don't think a Kansas City receiver was able to get open. That's a good point. I mean, he 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 makes up or he covers for a lot of uh uh deficiencies in that offense. I think I think that we Ooh, all can does say he that. cover up. Because it was yeah. a lot of plays that yeah. it was quick to say, if Travis was here, we know where Patrick would have went to. Right. If Patrick, if, yeah. Yeah, I think that you look at it, they were really dangerous with Tyree because he could take the top off the defense at any given time. Yes. You know, you, yes. had, to, you had to double cover him on uh, on every down, and tra- yep. which gave Elvison up Travis's, you know, ability to catch passes underneath a lot, which made yep. him, you know, you know, damn near unstoppable from a, from a matchup perspective because you had to focus so much on Tyreek. You, you take away Tyreek, and that's still a problem because, again, they did wide receiver by committee, and then Travis is such a, a matchup problem, and they deployed him in so many different ways with, you know, Eric Bieniemy's two, you know, expertise in scheming and game planning, which and they ultimately won the and they won a Super Bowl. Now it's 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 really TBD. Now, granted, their defense is playing really well, um, yes. which they haven't been at calling card in, in most recent history. The defense, you know, we don't we just basically said we're gonna bend, no break. We're gonna we're not gonna cut our teeth on the defensive side. So they've been holding them down. Yeah. But yeah, I do believe that there is is a definitely is a definitely a difference, and that's the way the NFL works now because. Guys do well. They get promoted. They go other places. You start losing players. You start losing coaches. All of a sudden, it's not as easy, right? And we've yeah. seen it. You know, it's been a it's been a it's been a tooth and nail battle for the Chiefs so far. Now, granted, it's still four and one, so we can't yeah. beat yeah. browbeat them so much. But yeah. I do believe it's different. I think we all can see that now. From the Cowboys' yeah. perspective, I really think it's damaging because again, I think Kellen Moore made up for a lot of what they did oh, based upon the numbers and a simple fact that again, I think they've been living off of. Their defense, their defense put them in short fields. Yes. Defense getting sacks. Defense giving them good field position. Defense have given them points. In two, I want to say two or three out of the five games they played, the defense have scored in a game. More, yes. Sometimes multiple times they've given them fourteen and sometimes twenty-one points and on the defensive side or special yes. teams. So void of that, you can definitely see the the chinks in the armor uh, yes. for the Cowboys, and I think it's only going to go down here from here. And we saw how they how the 49ers undressed them. And Ooh, I called it. Did they? And I called it. I, I called it. I said they're gonna get embarrassed here today. And I think that I think we're gonna see the, the clear cut delineation between last year and this year. <laughs> we did. Yep. Oh boy, did we? Did we ever? So yeah. Keep monitoring it. We're at the quarter mark, and we're gonna keep you know driving this train because we do believe that Keller Moore from our charters and Airbnb for the commanders is going to be sorely missed and with these franchises uh going forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so let's move over to a different topic. Let's talk about the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Let's Cincinnati Bengals finally it. finally got himself a righteous win this past Sunday. Look right? at them. Look at them. Look yeah. at that. Finally got himself a righteous win. So we have to ask ourselves, you know, because I'll be honest, and I really feel like, you know, because I've been really nervous because Joe Burrow is one of my fantasy quarterbacks. I've been mm-hmm. really nervous about his calf, and I really thought, and I even did a video on this of how I think they were doing him a disservice and said they should have sat him down and let him heal. But he looked pretty spry Sunday. 
He ran a couple of times. You know, he didn't look gimpy or gingerly on that calf. So maybe it's finally fully healed, right? Maybe we're finally there. Mm-hmm. They've been working mm-hmm. around the clock with treatment and things of that nature. So maybe we're finally there. So let's ask a quick question about did they bounce back? Do we feel like based upon the fact that they got their victory against the uh, Cardinals, I want to say, it was the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 34 to 20. And, and Joe Burrow looked like himself finally. Um, did they bounce back and, and, and in the right time? Because they got a nice little schedule coming up here soon with some good opponents. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about their their win on Sunday? And do you think that, that was enough to bounce them back into contention again? No, that was a flash in the pan. That was a good old-fashioned southern cussing that happened. And they basically had to win. Mm. Or you would have had a very dominant personality highly upset inside that building in Jamar Chase. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Jamar Chase let it be known in in in, in so many words. Uh, I don't know who y'all think y'all are talking to, but I'm still him. Because when I look at the situation with T. Higgins especially being out, mm-hmm. uh, this was one of those, I'm going to do everything in my power to calm down this dog who is not happy. Because if we don't feed him the way we he wants to be fed, he about mm-hmm. to jump the fence and not come back home. Oh. Right? Oh. And so with that situation, when you look after Jamar Chase, and for those that don't know, Jamar Chase let it be known about I'm always effing open. Excuse my language. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm always open. And when you look at how many passes he received, that's almost like your girl uh, pretty much coming in and saying, look, I know what you're doing. I know where you were last night. So for me not to blow your stuff up, Mm. I need some retail therapy. And it's going to be more than two or $300. So you might not even want to look at your bank account statement after I'm done. Cause mm. I want, you going to have to make me feel good right now. <laughs> right. Do and so you, <laughs> you got to do something to make me feel good. So I don't think um, this was a bounce back. I don't think that this quote unquote put them back on track mm-hmm. because when you look at what they have coming up, uh, listen, Seattle's nobody slouch. And that defense, the way they play, matches up very well uh, with Cincinnati. They have a bye, but sweet Jesus, the next three defenses they got to face. Hello. That's a murderous row, sir. It it really is. It really is. Because the way I saw San Francisco hitting Dallas, bro, I had to rethink and go back and look at where I ranked linebackers because I said, Jeez. Oh no no oh no 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 no! Fred Rowan is that dude. He's he's number one. Fred but that, that number two, that number two, I had him a little. Uh, I had him lower, but after watching him play against Dallas, oh Greenlaw, that other oh sweet Jesus, he bro, he comes with bad intentions. Yeah, you look you look at Buffalo and Houston. Listen, that did that uh, Houston defense. They come in. They come in together, Slim. Yeah, I mean, what you expect is D'Amico Ryan. I mean, that's what you should expect. That that's all. Yeah, that's all you got to say is D'Amico Ryan. So here's here's I don't think the Bengals bounce back because again, when I look at what they're dealing with, they're dealing with a hurt T Higgins. Mm -hmm. They're dealing with a running game that is not as effective, non-existent. 
they're dealing with pretty much a quarterback that is one step away. Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. I, I can't do. I can't take it. He, he finally played good for me. I want my game. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want that bad juju on on Joe Burrow. Please let now. When I say one, one step, I'm not even. I'm not even talking about the lower leg. I'm talking about the issue with the offensive line. You're yeah. looking you're looking at these next four games excluding the bye. Mm-hmm. You're looking at dominant pass rushes and especially week 9 because by then Vaughn should be back in the rotation. He right. should be back with his legs up oh, under he, him. He's already there cuz he just he just got to get his legs underneath him. Yeah, and so same thing with Houston, and we know what San Francisco has. You talking about you talking about the the Bosa brother who looks like he should have been in in He Man, uh, mm-hmm. the way he's built, right? And Seattle got a pass rush as well. Now the good thing is they get a buy, so get through Seattle. Yep. You basically have the ability for uh, Joe to get a lot of treatment mm-hmm. to get healed up. He just got to make it through Seattle. So when I'm talking about one step away, I'm just concerned about that offensive line. And can they get, can they protect Joe enough to not deal with the sacks and the pressure and the hits that can put him in position to just be a sore sitting duck back there? Because again, when you look at these next four games and these defenses, they're all they're all uh, tremendous up front. Their secondaries are very strong, and they are hitting defenses. And, again, outside of Jamar Chase, even though he's always open, who, is, who, who else do Cincinnati have? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, because they're radically codependent on him because the tight end in position hadn't worked out. Um, um, Tyler Boyd is clearly the number three guy. He's number three for a reason. And Yep. Yeah, so and they can't run the ball. So, yeah, yep. so I mean, void of world being ridiculously special like he was on Sunday, um, going against the Arizona team who on paper isn't that great. They play hard though. I give them credit. They play. They're yes. much tougher out than we thought they were going to be. But yet again, yes. it's still them. Now, what I will say this: I will again, I will shoot the Bengals a little bit of bell here in the fact that okay. they if they had to have a make right game to try to get themselves on track, that was the game to get it. They Arizona came right on schedule right at the right time. You know, right. so you, you can build some confidence from this. And they're playing at home against Seattle. So mm-hmm. they have that going for them. So I would like to believe that if they could hold serve and go into the bye week at 500 and figure some things out, get some guys healthy and things of that mm-hmm. nature and go into San Francisco, they got to go to San Francisco week eight. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like they're going to beat them, but they'll make a competitive. Right before Halloween, trick or treat. Right, right. Trick or treat. Right. I'm not going to say they're going to beat them, but they should give them a much better game by then. You know, right. so, you know, I think that, again, the schedule is not favorable. I mean, Seattle is going to be a tough out, obviously. I do think they, they, they can beat Seattle. I don't think that is a gimme either way. But San Francisco is going to be a tough one. Now, we'll say about this about Buffalo. Buffalo was ridiculously banged up on the defensive side of the ball. True. They lost, they lost Trey White. They lost Matt Milano. Uh, like I said, the Greg Russo's banged up, although I think he'll be back. Um, you know, they got a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that they are, are going to not be as dominant on the defensive side, which likely will make this a shootout in Cincinnati. Right. But yet again, you got to keep up with them. That's that's the most that's the most you know jarring thing for them. 
Now, and I will again, and you know, my second part of the bell would be the fact that I think the defense isn't doesn't get enough credit for holding things down for the uh the for the Bengals in their in their trials and tribulations. Okay. You know, because you know, they they ain't they ain't giving up, you know, 40, 50 points here either. You know, so, okay. so I I believe that the defense can hold things together and especially if the offense supports them better, they could keep the points down, allow for the Bengals to uh to be in games going forward. So Okay. They got they got a puncher's chance. I'm not gonna say say they didn't they the favorite in to win the mouth boxing match, but I do believe they got a puncher's <laughs> chance to to be relevant and bring themselves up from here. Okay. All right. Now let me ask this as okay. we get ready to rotate off. Okay. What's the record? Do they go one and three? Do they go two and two, three and one? After these four games, what's your predictions? Uh I think they can go three and one. They definitely do the San Francisco. Uh, we already know that. They they definitely four and nine. That's a given. Okay. But I okay. think they can I think they can go. I mean, because you gotta look at it projecting. Like, you know, I, I hate to say that they're gonna keep getting injured, but I mean if, if the injuries keep piling up for Buffalo, that's gonna keep deteriorating them. And, you know, I think they could beat Houston for sure. I definitely think they got a punch of chance against Buffalo. They can't be four and nine, but I think they got a punch of chance against Seattle as well. Three and one. Mm. Three and one. Okay. Two and two. Two and two is 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 feasible for sure. But I think three and one is is also attainable. Do they have to go two and two to keep the ship afloat? Yes, they got to go five hundred. They okay. got to split. They got to okay. split. They got to split. Okay. Gotcha. Got to split. All right. Okay. All right. So moving on to some uh some 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 big money big money news. Big money talk. <laughs> the, the finally the coast see the light. Yes, it got out of the checkbook. Far, far be it from us. We didn't see this happening at all. Like not at all. We didn't see this when they broke this news on Saturday. I was like, really? Jim yes. Irsay had a docile moment and decided to pay Jonathan Taylor. What? Right. I think so, Jonathan has a video of him in some compromised way with uh, certain uh, chemical substances. That he probably uh, slid him over on a USB and said, "I got three more of those." Where that came from? Oh, you think he had, he, had, he blackmailed? <laughs> <laughs> he had some dirt on me, him. He, yeah, let me he talk saw, to he you. Saw him talk to you. He saw him running lines. He wasn't talking about movies. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I know where you get that booger sugar from. <laughs> oh, I know somebody that knows somebody that knows something about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, but either way, he got his money. Three years, forty-six million dollars. Twenty-six point five guarantee. Shout out to him. Now, the only problem I had with this, and I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. Only problem yeah. I had with this because I was really looking forward to the combination of Anthony Richardson and, and Jonathan Taylor finally get on the yeah, field. Yeah, that's what hurt. That's and then, what hurts. And then, and then Anthony Richardson can't stay healthy. He didn't been hurt in three out of five games that he's played. Listen, he, and he was out one game in, in totality because he was hurt in concussion protocol. Uh, he's 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 getting baptized in the NFL that you got defensive tackles that run as fast as you. That's what that's what it is. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. Jack Canna, salute. What's happening, good brother? What up, Jack? Yeah, you, he's learning that uh, uh, this ain't Florida. These dudes run fast and yeah. they hit hard. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Ain't no reckless abandon yeah. running out here thinking you can run uh-huh. over people. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 sir. But mind you, people have to understand 
He's not a small quarterback. He's, he's a solid 6'4", 220-something. No, 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 250. 250. And yeah. he's had, what, a concussion? He's out with a shoulder, shoulder. injury now? Yeah. Yep. And this shoulder injury is significant to where Gardner Minshew is multiple. He's going to be a multiple-week starter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's so sad to, to see that, that, that we won't see it right away, but I think – for the next two to three years, for sure. Three years, for sure, because Jonathan got this year and three more years of that. So he's going to be there for at least four. So yeah. I would like to say that combination, they they saw the the value in it, and it could definitely be uh, something special. So I'm looking forward to yes. it. So let me ask this question. You know, so I don't want to harp on this too, too much, but what do you feel like this does for the running back market? I would – so I would, I would say it just, just, just bluntly. It doesn't reset it. It doesn't. It doesn't reset it. Okay. He got his money because, again, he's an elite talent. And surprisingly, I'm surprised, too, that he got paid because Zach Moss has not looked shabby in this offense. That's a fact. That's a fact. But, you know, but that's what we said in the beginning, though. That's what we said when we talked about this particular running back issue to begin with. We said that the cream of the crop should get paid. It should be yep. a tiering system. The cream of the crop, yep. like Jonathan Taylor, like Nick Chubb, like Austin Eckler, like Christian McCaffrey, those guys should get paid top dollar. Saquon yes. Barkley, Derrick yes. Henry. When you get into guys that are below them statistically and performance-based, they should get a lower in salary. It shouldn't be coming in yes. at you know, 10, 12 million. It should come in more like seven, eight million, you know, yes. and, and then so on and so forth. It's a sliding scale. But yes. again, they make it seem like there was just a complete and utter you know, I guess you can say ban of substance when it comes down to the idea of paying running backs, period, no matter who, how good you are. Because, I mean, right. it made absolutely positive no sense. Now, granted, it's over and done with now, but it made positively no sense to not sign a 23-year-old top-end elite running back who's going to be good for you for the next four to five years. Facts. Facts. It's no, it's, so that's it made no sense. It made no sense. Yeah. And that's why I say it didn't reset the market because this mm. is not going to all of a sudden be a run on running same. backs getting paid. But, but Barkley and, 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 and Jacobs are going to be in the same boat next year because they just got franchise tag. So they're going to be in the same boat yeah. next year. And they're the same age, damn near. Yeah. Same now, age, same like production said, level. That tier system, yeah. that's what it's going to be. Because, again, it, here's the gift and the curse of the situation. Jonathan Taylor is a top-tier uh, running back. More of the elite of the elite, right? True. But teams are also going to look and say, well, wait a minute. That's why I brought up Zach Moss. Even though Jonathan Taylor is a rare talent, but look at what Zach Moss did. So why should we pay and reset the market where if we would have had a Zach Moss, we could have still gotten gotten production. We could have still gotten gotten uh, been been competitive. And the narrative of we can plug and play and find someone cheaper, Zach Moss proves our point. The Bijan Robinson is in the Jonathan Taylor. Oh, no question. Market. No question. But again, he is that elite of the elite, but this is not going to reset the market because next up, outside of again, Jacobs, mm -hmm. and I'm and I'm saying this now about Jacobs. Barkley, I'm saying is gonna get paid because. Again, when we look, when we talk about statistics and look at ability let, let, and how the team let, let's just look at the dumpster fire the Giants are without Saquon. Let's just look at that. There it is. 
there it is. But look at the Raiders and what uh, Jacobs is doing. Mm. Again, he's not putting up the same numbers that he did. Not true enough. There's multiple reasons why. But it's always always that, again, the gift and the curse. Did he run his tail off last year? Yes. Did he look elite? Yes. Mm -hmm. But that metric of look at the carries, look at the wear and tear, and I am am willing to go to bat that they're going to say, Look at his drop off this year. It goes back to they had no problem running in that that much the year before. But look at now. I don't think he has a hundred yard game yet. He doesn't. He doesn't. But again, that that I mean, it's the Raiders. So I mean, we you know we you know. Sorry, Jack, but it's the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, you you know just like I know. It's not we not, we're not saying it's, it's a robust line he's running behind. We're not we're not saying right. That. But right, you know, to, to you know, but this is why I push back on both your guys' point because he brought up Dalvin Cook and you brought up you know Josh Jacobs. This is why I push back on it. Is the fact that no matter what you what you do with him or how you utilize him, how you deploy him, damn yeah. it, when you need him to make a play, he gonna make a play. When you True. when they Josh Jacobs, when they needed Josh Jacobs Monday night to, to deliver for them and score for them when when it was when the chips was down and their back was against the wall, what did he do? He he, 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 he put the ball in the damn end zone. Same yeah. thing with Saquon Barkley. You need you may not give Saquon Barkley with 10 touches until the fourth quarter, but damn it, you give him five, and those five are gonna be special in the fourth quarter when you need him to be special. You you telling the truth. So again, it goes back to with my point. You pay people like Josh Jacobs, you pay Saquon Barkley, you pay Jonathan Taylor, you pay uh, you know, uh Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler, things of that nature. Yeah. The only thing I'll push back on one about Cook and Austin Eckler, they're older. You know, I mean, yes. the, the numbers say, you know, uh, overwhelmingly that you don't get better with age as a running back. It, it says True. that. I, I'm not going to seem to argue that it, it doesn't. But what I will say is the fact that as long as I'm producing, pay me accordingly. Yes. Yes. That's all I'm saying. So yep. We'll see. I think that this this is a, is, a, is a step in the right direction for young running backs. So let's say yeah. hypothetically in this situation, Jonathan Sanders got paid. If B. John Robinson was up for contract right now, I guarantee he would get his money too. Oh, without a doubt. He yeah. gonna get his money just off the behind the back catch. And I score. mean, right, and you're right. I mean, he's 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 something different. He does he's something he, different. He is. He's something different. He's, he's something different. He's, he's something different. different. He's something he, they made it, he's made in the lab. He's somebody different. I don't know yeah. who he is, but he's somebody different. But yet again, people like that, but let's be real, Jonathan Taylor's thing about that a couple years ago was the same thing. Like Every time he touched the ball, it was something you just waited with bated breath to watch him right. do his do do work. So yeah. again, you pay people like that because again, when the chips is down and you need somebody to go out and make a play and be special, those are the guys. You know what? That might be a new segment. He's some different. He's some different. Yeah, he's, he's some yeah. different. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. highlight people that are just different, bro, and why yeah. they are different. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. some different. Yeah. All right, so what Jack's talking about right here. He said uh, the reason why JJ isn't running the same way is because the quarterback that throw that throws deep, so the box is stacked. Yeah, so if you can't, if Jim McGraw can't get the ball down the field, they stack the box, and I guess yeah, he won't have any running lanes to run through. You right about that? Right. Yep. So yeah, he's only twenty five years old. He's got to get paid. He's got, got to. to get paid. He's got to get paid. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Jack. You're absolutely right. So yeah, so we'll see how things go. But I think this this helps young running backs for sure. Yeah, it definitely. I don't know about the older ones, but it definitely helps younger ones. So we'll we'll see how things go. But I definitely love the fact that he got paid because that's what they needed to do. There's no way in the hell he shouldn't have. No way in the hell he shouldn't have. 
Shout out to Jim Irsay for being docile enough for long enough to sign that check. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So speaking of young guys, you know, we're talking about the young young bulls in in the league. So let's talk about – let's do a quick rookie check-in. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Anthony Richardson, who we just got through talking about a teammate, C.J. Stroud and uh, and Bryce Young. So – um, through the quarter pole of the of the, of the season, we've got uh, a sample size of what they look like on as, as a as a as a starting quarterback. So they started every game. Well, Bryce missed a game because he was hurt, but well, Anthony too. So they both missed games. But CJ started every game uh, in the five, and uh, <laughs> clearly he's looked like the best one. And I, yes. and I and I and I hate to do this to you, but I I had I have to be be consistent and say that I was right that CJ was going to be the best best of the three. I said that. I said hey, that, and he had no interception. Wrong. Knock on wood, you you're know. Wrong, sir. And Bryce's and Anthony are struggling. Anthony's struggling more so with injury, and Bryce yeah. is more so struggling because they can't protect him. But, yeah. but they, you know, again for the for what it's worth, they they they're doing what they can. And I will say yeah. that despite the fact that CJ's doing the most out of the three. I do believe I see special in certain aspects of their game. Like you oh, see a couple, a of, you see three or four plays in a game, three or four throws in a game that CJ and Anthony do. I mean, CJ, I mean Bryce and Anthony do. You know, outside of what CJ's been doing, you see it's you see the special. You see why they were drafted high. You get it, right? You get yeah. it. Now it's just a question of what their team's going to do to support them more so. Because again, you look at Bryce Young; he's been sacked twelve times. Mm-hmm. You know, he's only had seventy fifty three yards passing out of four games. He's got a 63.9 uh, completion percentage, um, five touchdowns to four interceptions. Anthony has had four games, only got a 59.5 percentage, only 577 yards throwing, um, and only three touchdowns to one interception. The sack seven right. times. Right. Um, now, CJ's numbers are completely and totally drastically different from that. He's he's He got a 1,461 yards. He got seven touchdowns yep. and no picks. Almost yep. 300 yards per game throwing the ball. And he's been sacked yes. a lot of times. And he, yes. this wild, he'd be doing all that and still be second eleven times. He's second and highest in his group. So yeah. I would I would definitely say that you know he's definitely leading the pack. Um, but I like I said, I, I do from my perspective, you know, see the special in a sense where how they how they uh how they can be and will be a franchise quarterbacks for the long haul. So okay. I definitely think that we're definitely uh trending in the right direction. But you know, from your perspective, what do you what do you see, and what do you what are you looking forward to getting out of these guys? Assuming Anthony comes back from injury in short order, um, I, I agree with you on all of them look promising. Mm-hmm. If I had to rank them right now, based off team, based off production, based off okay. what we are seeing on uh, each week, mm-hmm. I would rank them CJ, Anthony, and Bryce okay. right now, based off what I've seen. In quarterback play, CJ is clearly uh, ahead of the curve. He has meshed with Nico Tank, Robert Woods. He's commanded the offense, and even though he has a defensive coordinator, he has stepped right in to be mm-hmm. that field general. And I like to say he is continuing what we saw in the college football playoffs, where he took that next step with the lights being on the brightest. Mm-hmm. He took that next step, and he's Talk just continuing it. that process in mm-hmm. the NFL. And to and like you said, you saw things in the draft. You saw how he 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 stepped to the to the plate. How he looked. How everything about him just had that type of franchise quarterback mystique. And mm-hmm. he's just now as a rookie 
showing that every week, right? He has kept Houston in every game. And even though he's being sacked, uh, he's sacked at, you know, he's uh, number two out of all the rookies. I want to say the sacks came a lot earlier in the season and they've they've decreased now because he, to me, he's getting his rhythm. He's getting that connection with his, all his, his, uh, his receivers, and especially now he's learning and the def- the offensive line is starting to jail and coming to the, our own. But CJ, listen, he's put up a couple 300-yard games. He's mm-hmm. at 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns, has a 90%-plus uh, quarterback rating. You can't ask for much more than, than that. And at a 61% clip from your, your rookie quarterback. Anthony has shown flashes. He's shown the ability that even though he only played 13 games in college, he has some talent there. He has the makeup to be a franchise quarterback. Now, now comes learning how to play quarterback. And learn how to protect yourself. And protect (laughs) yourself. Right now, he's technically a sophomore in college. That's the fact. He's really a sophomore in college in the NFL right now, if you look at it, right? And so his potential now that they've signed Taylor, I'm with you. I want to see this offense with both Anthony and Jonathan back there. Pittman is 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 you know he's a quality receiver uh, receiver for them. Josh Downs has meshed with AR, and then of course there's Pierce from uh, Cincinnati, I believe, who's doing well. I'm just hoping this with Indy. Whoever's the offensive coordinator, don't get lazy. Don't default to I'm going to get Anthony out of trouble and let him run. He's a quarterback. quarterback. He's not a glorified running back that can throw. He's a quarterback. Do not not revisit the the Cam Newton problem that we had a few years ago. Do not revisit that. Keep him in the pocket and let him use his arm. With Bryce – I think he's struggling again. He's she's struggling with multiple factors. One, offensive line that is porous at best. Oh, it might be the worst unit out of the three. Oh my gosh, it's wet toilet paper right now. Oh, it is Jesus. wet toilet paper. Yeah, nobody wet, likes wet toilet paper. Nobody, nobody likes, likes wet, wet toilet, toilet paper. paper. Not Unless at you got all. Diarrhea. And it, yeah, <laughs> and even with that, this is one ply. Their oh, offensive line is one, one ply. One ply toilet wet toilet paper. paper. Yes, that it's, you buy from Dollar General. It is milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's 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 Dollar General quality Ugh. toilet paper right now that you're dealing with. Then on top of that, you're dealing with the Asian Adam uh, Thielen. DJ Chark has come back, but again, Terrence Moore. You based in Hayden Hurst, but he can't. Terrence Marshall. And Terrence yeah. Marshall. Yeah. He can't get the football to them right now. The and running game. The running game is not helping him, right? And so, again, five touchdowns, four interceptions. He still still is throwing at a 60, almost a 64% uh, percentage. But listen, he's fearing from his life. And he can't – he's the highest sacked out of the three. Exactly. Now, some of the reason why Anthony hasn't been sacked as much because he, he he's run. very elusive. He can right. run. Yeah. But the problem with Bryce, and again, as Bryce said, I've been this size my whole life. This ain't mm-hmm. nothing. This is nothing new to me. I'm dealing right. with it. 
but he, I do not believe Bryce can take this these type of hits repetitively. We've Nobody already can. seen him out. Nobody again, can. It was an ankle injury. It wasn't anything else. But he is the smallest and frailest out of all these quarterbacks. He's not built to be getting sacked as much as he is. So uh, overall, though, look, they're promising. Uh, all three are franchise quarterbacks. They're mm-hmm. doing well, considered, you know, all things considered. But C.J. Stroud right now is the Usain Bolt of this track and field race, and he's pulling away right now and what he's doing and what he's bringing. And I think D'Amico is more than pleased to have C.J. as their quarterback. I'm so glad for him because I had we, – we talked about this. I had issues yeah. about him going to Houston and that dumpster fire in front office. But kudos to them to just let him do what kudos. he do and get out the way. Because yes. I say that because I'm gonna drop something in your lap and I'm gonna move on because you're gonna be okay. you're gonna be concerned about what I'm going to say. Uh-oh. Now it, it's come to my attention here recently that in, uh, information got out, information that was was leaked uh, from the Carolina Panthers uh, inner workings. I'm gonna call it right. Okay, that. Frank Wright and all his staff were completely and utterly sold on drafting C.J. Stroud first. Mm. However, However. the the new owner comes in, steps in, and says, no, I want Bryce Young, and that's who we drafted, and that's what happened. So that's what happened. Yep. Yep. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) Okay. I don't have nothing else to say. Okay. Right there. Okay. We're gonna leave we'll move there. on. We'll move, move on. We'll <laughs> <laughs> move on. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some hot teams on 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 the on the on the grill right now. Okay. Um uh, we got we got grill uh we got grill real mahi in the dolphins. Right, got, right, right. Mahi, mahi, mahi. You yeah. know, you know. Yeah. Clearly, Seattle's known for their fish products, so we got some grilled yes. salmon, some good cooked yes. salmon in Seattle. Is grilled one, you know. Right, then we right. got some, we got some tough, some tough Angus beef, pause, <laughs> and Detroit and foreign one. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yes. so we're definitely grilling some good things out here and cooking up some uh-huh. good things when it comes down to these teams. Now, yes. the question is, do we believe the hype at this moment? Starting with the Miami Dolphins at 4-1. and one. And do you believe the hype and, and why? The Miami Dolphins, I do believe the hype, even though they suffered a loss. Uh, The four games before that were not accidental. We've known, we've seen this with uh, their their head coach, McDaniels. We've seen the situation with Tua. We heard Tyreek say and and have glowing praises for Tua. And Mm -hmm. he's done it, barring injury. He's done it two years in a row now. Right. True. They have a four by 100 track team, even though right now, uh, our, uh, what's his name? Our, our Kane. Oh, Devin Kane. Yeah. He, Devin just, yeah Kane he just got injured. hurt. He just got he hurt. just yep. got hurt. But outside of that, the last two but weeks. Listen, he, they, they get, they lose a Kane, but they can't get Jeff Wilson back. Which is crazy, right? Uh, Tyreek, Waddle, our Kane, Mostert, Jeff and, Wilson's coming and back. And they just traded for Chase Claypool, who runs a 4 4. Yeah. Look. 
Now I'm I'm wondering how Claypool's gonna tie in. I'm curious about that as well. I'm curious about that as well. When when you've been exited out of two organizations, and you telling me you can't break the starting lineup for the Bears, who are wide receiver deficient, and they actively scratch you and sit you down. I would rather play without you and win than play with you. And you can't stay at Chicago. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like sending a. That's like sending somebody who's a sugar addict into Krispy Kreme, and they don't buy anything. Like what? What are you talking about? How how does that work? So I definitely believe in the Dolphins. Now my concern is defensively, but offensively, I've watched their games and what he's drawing up and how he's drawing drawing it up and how he's getting people the the football and the way Devin was running. My gosh, he was. You know- I'm talking about. Breaking. Do you know that Devin led the league in rushing and he only played two games? Say that again, man. Devin Kane led the league in rushing in two only games. Played, in two games. That's just just let you know what Mike McDaniel is cooking up there in, in, in Miami. Just let you know. And okay, can we, we continue? And can we talk about <laughs> keep the party going? Can we yeah. talk about how everybody knows that Tyreek Hill plays for Miami? Can we talk about how everyone knows? He's one of the fastest players in the league. But can we also say, how in the hell is he still getting 100 yards plus every damn game? Because defensive coordinators are, are stupid and they keep double single covering them. Why? I don't know. <laughs> so, yes, I'm buying into the hype of Miami. Yes, I, I totally agree. But I, I'm a buying to Miami for one caveat. I do believe in Mike McDaniel's ability to call plays and be very, okay. very problematic for defense coordinators in the league, period. I think he's a okay. headache, and I think people are, if you're a defense coordinator and get paid in the NFL, you are up late at night dealing with okay. Michael Davis' offense. I do agree with that. Only caveat I have about the Dolphins is Tua's health. I think they literally okay. go as far as Tua's health. If Tua stays upright and healthy and clean, okay, they win a lot of ball games. If at any okay. point he gets hurt, or of any facet, they completely and utterly fall off the map. Who is a backup quarterback? Skylar Thompson. Oh, okay. Let's move on. You listen. If he was playing golf or bowling, that's sizzling your spirit. <laughs> yeah. If this was bowling, tennis, or golf, yeah, that's promising. I just don't trust a quarterback named Skylar Thompson. If he was a linebacker or a DB, cool. Quarterback? No, I don't have any trust in that. Not at all. No. Not at all. So, yeah, I, I believe in the hype only because I do believe Vic Fangio can be serviceable enough on defense as well as being a guru and a defensive minded head coach. And it will, you also have to realize, too, they're going to get Jalen Ramsey back in December. So that's okay. going to help. That's going to help. So, with him having a legit, you know, elite cover corner to go opposite of Xavier Howard, I think that's going right. to completely utterly help that defense from a coverage perspective on top of the fact that they're going to be, you know, legit, you know, just hitting on all cylinders at this point when, when he gets back offensively. The only okay. thing really, to me is it's going to slow them down. If they, and if they play their cards right, they won't have to deal with it. But only thing that's okay. going to really derail them is is bad weather. Rain, sleet, okay. or snow. That's the only thing that's going to derail is always going to slow it down because outside of that, if they're playing in pristine, warm weather in Miami in the playoffs, then, be, you know, just get your popcorn ready. That's gotcha. all I say. Gotcha. Get your popcorn yeah. ready. Now, okay. now, it's the Seahawks. At three and one, how, do you believe the hype in that team, and why? Or why not? I believe the hype 
but I know this division, right? So I believe the hype that they're a solid team. Mm-hmm. I don't believe the hype that they're one of the upper echelon teams mm-hmm. just because of the firepower in the NFC right now. I wow. think that I wouldn't call it firepower, but I think you got two big guns and everybody's got water pistols. But go ahead. I'm, 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 I, digress. I digress. I digress. Go ahead. Though. The unfortunate thing is the division that they're in, we know who's the clear cut runaway in that division. The other part is when you look at who's going, so they're not going to win the division unless something oh, drastically no, no. happens with San no, no. Francisco. No, no, no. So now that means you have to fight for a wild card spot. Which the I mean, problem with, way it shakes out, they're going to get it. I mean, unless they just fall off the cliff. The I mean, problem with that is the teams that are coming up next against them are it's going to be contentious for that, right? But I think they're going to. I think what they're putting on paper, uh, Gino is second year in mm-hmm. this system. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder and appreciation. If anybody doesn't remember, for those that don't remember, he petitioned, he he requested to come back to Seattle. I think he's really all bought in in Seattle. He really likes what they have, right? DK Metcalf is all about his sugar diet and his one eating a day and coffee and candy. Uh, Listen, the the benefits of being young. Young right. and genetically gifted, yes. Yes, yes, different. But the defense is surprisingly solid. They had, they Listen. just added to their defensive secondary with Devin uh, Witherspoon. That I is just, that wait. is, un, that's illegal. I couldn't wait till he finally got on the field. I was like, wait for this fool to get on the field and play in the secondary on top of playing. I have Willen and Kobe Bryant already. Come on, oh. man. come on, oh, it, come on! It, it I, I watched that game. I watched oh, last week's game. Monday night game. Oh my oh, gosh! Oh. Yo, ninety-seven oh. yard touchdown. He just... Oh come just, on, man! That was illegal. Because I'm um, telling you right now, because you know that's who I'm riding with now. Because Christian Gonzalez hurt now. I yeah, bro- broke my yeah. heart. Broke my yeah. heart. But you know that that's that yeah. was my second. That's my second overall in the in the draft. With that, yeah. so yes. yeah. Now that he's, he's in a he's perfect situation, Absolutely. he's in a perfect situation. Unfortunately, Jamal Adams, man, I feel sorry for I him. Do. Just I do. coming well, back, I, I do. I, I don't. I don't know what to make of it because I, I. I don't feel like. I feel like he is. He's fragile at this point. I really do. Yeah, I think yeah. he's fragile. At this point. Yeah. yeah, and I, he, and I think he put, the way he plays the game. It's kind of like it's kind of like Russell Westbrook, where he only yeah. knows how to play one way. So and once the injuries start piling up, yeah, yeah. Well, he can't protect himself from himself. So he's going to get hurt again, in my opinion. I, I say that, knock on wood, he doesn't. Yeah. But again, I think that the way he plays, he just can't keep from, you know, going going after people's head and you know that yeah. pause. But you know that's you know he just he just plays downhill and that's just yeah. how he rolls and that's going to end up you know getting him out of the game at, at some point. I just think it's yeah. going to happen. But and so me, I think Gino. Go I'll go ahead. No, I was about to say, I think Gino is one of those quarterbacks. He He's not going to – every week, you know, Gino is not going to put you in a position to lose. He's going to keep you in the game. He's going to keep point. you in the game. And every That's now great, and then, he's going to surprise point. people with a hmm. couple throws, a couple uh, drives, and you're going to be like, oh, this is why he was drafted in the first round. That's a great point, and I'm going to take that point, and I'm going to flip it because okay. for that very reason that you just said is the reason why I have 
doubt about the Seattle Seahawks. Fair. Because I don't know, I don't necessarily believe in the in the narrative of Geno Smith being a franchise quarterback. I don't. I don't subscribe. Mm. I don't believe he is. I don't think he can. He can do two things for you. To your point, okay. he, he won't lose the game for you, but he won't win it either. True. It's True. almost like he's it's almost like he's Kirk Cousins with a better mobility. He's the black Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I, I, he's not going to win it, but he's not going to lose it for you either. Like he's not going right. to he's not going to put the weight of the world on his shoulders and and take you and drag you fifty two men across the finish line. I don't. I just don't True. think he's, he has that ability. Now, what he he's supported by a good running game. You know, he's yep. got a good old line. Is coming back healthy finally because they lost their tackles early. They trying trying to get those guys back. Um, the defense is solid tight end. The defense is surprisingly good. You know, yep. um, and I think adding Witherspoon just makes that even more of a problem. So yep. this is this is a, a prototypical Pete Carroll team. They're going to cut yes. their teeth on defense. They're going to try to keep the points down and control the clock. And if they can do that, they're going to win ball games. But yes. when you got to yes. face a San Francisco, when you got to face a Philly, when you got to face yes. a, even a Detroit, in my opinion, and the Ooh, talk about it. Let's get to them. Yes. I don't think you can do that. And I don't think that's going to be a sustainable yes. model for you to beat those teams. So yes. I'm, not, I'm on the fence with the Seahawks. I think they're going to win games. They're going to definitely be a wild card team. But okay. them, when they got to face those buzz sauce, nah, 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 not over here. Not over here. Not happening. Which again, here. <laughs> not up in here. <laughs> not up in here. Not up in here. So that leads leads into the Detroit Detroit Lions. I for me, I completely I'm completely bought in. I'm on, I'm on the hype train. I, listen, you know I, was <laughs> you, I bought two tickets just so I could have room. Listen, no, I bought two me. tickets because I want to sit next to me. <laughs> yeah, because you know, or listen, yo, check, you go pull the tape. You know, I was early on with That's Detroit. I was were. early on with Detroit when mm. they got um, uh, your man Branch. Yep, they got Campbell, Campbell, yep. Aiden Hutchinson, Gibbs. Oh, sweet Jesus! Yeah, uh-huh. sweet Jesus, yep. sweet Jesus, and Mister Bite Your Knees. Oh, Dan, Dan Campbell. Campbell? Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Listen, I'm all yeah. in on them. Again, this is a team that just has to stay healthy. Jared Goff, I'm not even going to say it has a resurgence, but Jared Goff is doing very well. He's putting up great, great stats. Mm-hmm. They, listen, one even caveat. though he's not getting one caveat. Just like I said, the only thing that can derail the Dolphins is being bad weather. Mm-hmm. The only thing that derailed the Lions is outdoor weather because Jerichoff yes. indoors versus Jerichoff outdoors is two different quarterbacks. That's the only yes. problem you have. But if you're winning your division, problem. you win a division and you are top tier seed, home field advantage, yes. you're playing inside. Yes. So, yes. or if you play in San Francisco, you, you're outdoors, but it's warm. Again, yes. But yes. I believe that if he's indoors for the duration of his playoff run, he'd be much, mm-hmm. you'll be much better off. Uh, it's him being a dominant quarterback to him being playing outdoors and in, in, in elements because he yes. does just some reason he doesn't do well that in that regard. But right. outside of that, so, I'm, I'm definitely bought in. Yes. So when I look at this, Jared Goff, right? Uh, D, D, um, Daggummit, Montgomery, mm-hmm. um, Amron St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams coming back. And mm-hmm. can we say at this stage, they may have. The top rookie tight end, Sam Laporta. I told you. I tried to tell you, Sam Laporta. I tried to okay. tell you, Laporta. 
And then when you look at the defense, that defense is defensive. Oh, it, okay? it, it's definitely defensive. Campbell is on everybody's neck. Uh, Aleem yes. and them are holding it down in the run game. You can't run on them. Hutchison. Hutchison is 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 is, is, is rushing the pass and picking passes off in, in, in the Come same on. breath. Yeah, it's, it's ugly. It's ugly for people out there in the face. It's ugly. Again. And the way, and the way oh. the division is set up right now, how the Packers are floundering, the Bears don't know who they are week to week. Pray that they get it together because I got Justin Fields as a fantasy quarterback. But and the Vikings are just flat out taking. They just lost Justin Jefferson. So guess what? Is there's the loose? There, there went my fantasy football season. What well, we're sorry, we're sorry. Let's have a moment of silence for Coach Kurtz's uh, fantasy yeah. football team. Damn it, my top receivers mike <laughs> evans and jefferson both dealing with hamstring issues yeah, so sucks. there it is but we're here now and we're talking about this so do i believe the hype 100 percent? do i think that detroit um is something to face mm. definitely so yeah i'm i'm all in on the hype when it comes to detroit because <laughs> what them boys are doing uh is pretty amazing and when gibbs Gets giving figured out finally, really yes finally yes when they really really figure out how to implement him because surprisingly Montgomery has come in and he's carrying the mail he's been a dog Detroit that he he's is been a dog. dog he's been a dog right mm-hmm. maybe Chicago got rid of him too soon um, hello hello but uh, right now what Detroit is doing and what they're doing they are not an easy out when you oh. face Detroit. No, 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 no sir. They're taking on the persona pack of their lunch. head coach. Pack, pack your lunch. Pack your lunch. Pack your lunch. Because some Absolutely. days I watch them and I can't figure out who's Hutchinson and who's Campbell. Because both of them, you got a six-five linebacker mm. playing, and he's coming. Him and Branch, man. And thank uh. you, thank you, football gods. That Branch is not a significant injury because yes. it hurt my heart. It hurt my heart yeah. so bad. It hurt my heart so bad. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you coming, Jack. We'll talk about Sasha next yeah. week since your phone dying. Yeah. Go ahead and charge your phone. We'll get we'll get with you next week. But yeah, I definitely believe that. And I think so. To, to cap this the segment off, because we're gonna wrap the show up anyway. To cap this yeah. segment off, do we both both believe that these three teams are playoff teams at this point? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, so. I'm gonna go heavy. I'm gonna go heavy with Miami and Detroit, yeah. and I'm gonna say just because the oh, rest of the look, NFC, Seattle's gonna yeah, fall in. Exactly, they're gonna be a wild card yeah. team for sure. Definitely that. Yeah, definitely that. So yeah, I believe that all three teams will be playoff teams, just where they check out. I think that I think that Detroit and Miami has a chance to be upper tier in the in the playoffs, and then Seattle just makes yeah. It. yeah. I don't think they win in their division. So. All right, so let's forward over as we wrap this show up here. We'll talk about our games of the week. And, man, uh, we might be doing decent in fantasy, at least some of us. But we definitely we definitely have a ways. We are trash. We are <laughs> to go trash with the games of the week, right boy. Now. Just listen. For those of you who have following us for a while, the spread be kicking our ass. <laughs> like, kicking <laughs> our ass like Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon. Yes, listen. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been bad. So we we of course we were off what you know last week, so we didn't get a chance to cap week four. Listen, right. week four was ugly. We both were zero and six. 
I'm just gonna put it. We both on six. The spread kicked our ass. It did. Yeah, let's yeah. move on past that because gosh damn. We <laughs> did say that though. We said we're either going we, we, six and oh, yeah, or we're going oh, six. six. And that's what and happened. Football, the football spirits heard that and said, I yeah. got something for y'all asses. Right. You won't be going six and oh. I'm a fixture. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. forward over to week five, and we did we did better week five than we did in week four, but again, yeah. it still wasn't pretty. So no. I must do anything, coach and Kurt was two and four. So that Damn brings it, 11 out and 19. both 11 and 19 <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as a unit. Yeah. <laughs> we, if we was NBA coaches, we would both be on the hot seat. We really would. <laughs> At the quarter pole. You're like, yeah, yes. I don't know if this is going to work out. <laughs> we might be over our skis. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. So let's try to redeem ourselves as we yes, wrap this up. Let's try to redeem ourselves. Okay. So, on the docket this week, we're going to start off with the Saints at the Texans, and the Saints are favored by two and a half, which means they got to win by three or more. Who this you got? Scares me. This scares me because I mm. saw the Saints defense last week, but they're also going against the Texans defense that is super solid. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them the Texans could blow up or the Saints could execute, and it's very hard. It's very hard she for said, me right that's now. That's what she said. That's what she said. Yes. Yeah. Damn it. But I'm going to say this. Because the Texans are playing at home. Yep. I'm going with I'm the Texans. I'm already now my picks. I'm just waiting on you. Wait, though. I'm going Continue, with the Texans. Continue, Ray. Huh? I'm going, I'm going with the Texans. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I, CJ, I trust. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Either win the game or not lose by... More by by but leave win by less but lose by less than three. I'm gonna say it that way. Right, right. Okay. All right. So now this game took a turn because when I did the odds and I did the game, Anthony Richardson wasn't guaranteed to be out. Okay. Now what he's definitely going to be out for this game. Gardner Mitchell is going to be quarterback and against the Jags. The Jags are at home and they're favored by four and a half. See, the Jags is one of those teams. The games you think they should win, they lose. Uh, yeah. And the games yeah. that you think they should lose, they win. I agree. But I'm going to say with the Jags four and a half being is, at home. It's a lot of points. Four and a half is a lot of points. It's a lot. See, Gardner Minshew is one of those quarterbacks where he can he can pull out a pause. He can <laughs> he can get you, he can get you a sneaky one like this, and yep. he'll come out and play. AKA, uh, what's your guy that helped Philadelphia? Um, Nick Foles. Name starts with it. Nick Foles. He can uh-huh. do a Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to hope that uh, I'm going to go Jags. Okay. You're going to hope that, 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 that the Jags take care of business and give it a backup quarterback. Yes. Okay. That's fair. That is fair. Now, the buzz saw that is the 49ers going to, going to Cleveland. The face, the face of Browns, who may or may not have Deshaun Watson in this game because he's still with with a soul injury. He's 50-50 whether or not he's gonna play right now. So what are you what do you say in that game? I don't you're gonna have to show me something different for me to mm-hmm. go against the 49ers. I agree. Three and a half, six and a half. I don't get I don't care. I, I'm taking the 49ers. <laughs> Listen, you know I was on their quarterback last year, pause mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the hype train. And yep. he show is pretty. He sure is pretty. I, All listen, he does is just throw Just a quick throw note about that. I give you a lot of credit for being early on the Purdy train. He's definitely looking like the franchise quarterback that they were, they were looking for when they drafted the train lands. 
Yeah. He 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 made San Francisco clean house when it came to quarterbacks. Yeah. All y'all gotta go. We got our guy. <laughs> we got our guy. <laughs> y'all, y'all gotta go. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we both want the 49ers in that respective. So now the Seahawks it's an interesting game because we just talked about the Seahawks and Bucks, Bengals, uh in, in different segments. So the Seahawks gotta travel to Cincinnati to play the Bengals, and the Bengals are favored by minus three. I'm going Seahawks. Seahawks. I'm riding with Joe. I think I think he can I think he can he can get he can get right with this this particular game. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Okay. Go with the Bengals. I think they can win by by this this four. So I, right. I'm hoping this, hoping it's 24-20. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm riding with Joe at home. I'm riding with Joe at home. Right. right at hot streak that he had last week. Right. All right. Lions at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers coming off a bye. Lions minus three going to Tampa Bay. This game scares me. It scares me because even though the Lions are balling, mm-hmm. surprisingly with Baker and that run defense, the Bucs huh? ain't slouches. They're not. Now, I don't know if Mike will be back because I think his hamstring injury is still going to keep him out. Oh, he's not. He's not playing. Most likely not yeah. playing. So with that being the case, I'm going to go with the Lions. Me too. I don't. I, the fact that Baker Mayfield's their quarterback gonna let me know enough that I I can go to the Lions and be comfortable. <laughs> I can sleep good at night. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. sleep good at yeah. night. I yeah. can sleep good at night to say that he's going. They're gonna be just fine, even if they go, even even away, and they're gonna be just fine. Okay. Uh, all right. So last game Monday night, <laughs> Cowboys uh, at the Chargers, and the Chargers are actually uh, not favored at home. Ironically, the Cowboys are favored by minus two and a half. Listen, let me tell you something. If uh, anybody's that rewatching this, or if anybody that watched this live, we did a segment that said, "Do you miss me yet?" Um, this is going to be the middle finger game, and I told you so. Game, Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore is going to open up and rain down with a vicious fury, like Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction. He's going to bring fire and brimstone down and everything. He's going to empty the clip. He's going to empty the playbook on Dallas right now. And Dallas is reeling. Dallas just got shellacked listen. by San Francisco. Licking okay. wounds. Lick, uh, listen, they, they, their, their wounds are oozing and bleeding. And here's the thing. The Chargers have a secondary that can bracket CD. And I haven't seen anything from Brandon or Gallup. Mm-hmm. Pollard is different. It's different being the intermediate starter and the, the full-time guy. starter That's a good and point. versus the guy. And with that and coming off this situation, and I don't care what nobody says, I do believe this is going to be an emotional game. I do think Kellen um, Moore is going to give them the Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is two middle fingers. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Chargers. But you already know what I'm doing. You ain't got to know. You, you, <laughs> you already know. If you can't tell by way I'm dressed <laughs> and my and, and the background it is my that is my set. I think we all know. I think we know we ride with my boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that Vegas has Cowboys as favorite playing Chargers at home more, coming off this win. This loss. Motivation. That's even more motivation for us to keep yeah. their ass. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. Go kick their ass. Yeah. So everything you said, I'm like, I'm like this. Like they had an old yeah. deacon say in church, tell it. 
<laughs> Tell it. Tell it. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm all I'm definitely all in on the charges and definitely, you know, we get back right also actually we'll be back for this game. Durham was yeah. practicing, you know, so we got we pretty much healthy. Now that JC Jackson debacle, I'm gonna talk about that on Thursday, but we definitely gonna move on from that and get right in in, in the secondary and definitely uh make a push here. Um so okay. we're looking to get right and get right on the on the on the cowboys dive. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say it like that. Say it like that. So yeah. <laughs> So what we got, we're both on the Texans. We we got, I got Colts, you got Jags. We're both on the 49ers. I got Bengals, you got Seahawks. Both on the Lions, both on the Chargers. So this is going to be interesting too because we got yep. three games alike. We got one, two, three, four games alike and two different. So it could be four and two, two or four. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But one of us oh. going to be closer to 500. <laughs> we do know yes. that. <laughs> yes. We do know yes. that. Yes. Yes. We do know that. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. Tune in mm-hmm. next week, Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we bring you another episode of Sports Talk, the podcast that keeps the water coolers pumping and the barbershops jumping with the hot takes of the NFL and NBA fast breaks. So like, comment, subscribe if you have not done so already, and we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>